0: P.P.R. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the TPR Pod. My name is Ali. Today's episode is with somebody by the name of Bakar Hassan. Bakar is uh, somebody we found through the podcast. He was on the Corona World Tour series. Why I wanted to talk to Bakar. He is somebody who used to be in the Pakistani military, the army specifically. The Pakistani military and specifically the army feature a lot of in the Pakistani social discourse because of, you know, political issues, security issues, a lot of things. And I felt, I felt for a while that the discussions occurring, the conversations that were being had were very uh, distant in the sense that people rarely spoke to somebody from the army and, and considered their context as a person. It was always either somebody at the very top of the army and the impact, good or bad, they were having, or it was, at the very bottom, people losing their lives in various operations, nobody in between, no context of what it means to be there for good or bad what the what the human experience is like it just so happened that i i coincidentally spoke to some people who had indicated that Barker who had mentioned he was in the army in the corona series uh, might be a good person to speak to and when I reached out to him it just so happened that he was also looking to speak to me about this very sort of thing. So uh, things worked out. (laughs) Coincidentally we recorded the episode on the 14th of August and as you see it is being released on the 6th of September. Thematically very appropriate. We speak about a lot of things uh, as you'll see in the episode description uh, with the timestamps. This is a very long episode so those timestamps I expect will come in handy. Bakker spent I think about 10 years in in the Pakistan army he spoke about the circumstances of how he joined his experience in the military academy his first assignment and being posted to FATA and the operations that were being conducted there how he went to Siachen after highest battleground in the world as you might know a lot of things in between um i didn't really push him to go deep and give me like some stories about you know courage under fire or that sort of thing i wasn't looking for that sort of um, material. It was just my questions were basically around how he felt, how his communications with his family were, uh, just what his experience was like. And then also we spoke about, you know, his life after the army. So I'll keep this short. It's a very long episode, so we'll keep the intro tight. Do check it out, and I'd appreciate if you send us a comment or 15 about how you felt, if there was something new you found out in the episode, some new context. Most of our viewers are people who aren't subscribed. So maybe you should subscribe or follow or do whatever just so that our stuff, If you like it Keeps being recommended to you But yeah Without further ado uh, Episode 119 Bakar Hassan A Soldier Story Yeah
1: things are
2: Things are really 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 good Like I'm. I think I'm doing much better than a lot of other people that I know. Okay. Like in my family as well. But uh, that could be like maybe maybe I was looking for something anxiety inducing in my environment. Okay. And you found it. (laughs) Go in. (laughs) I feel like like there was a there was this really long period in my life when I actually left the army, Mm. and uh, like I was I was doing everything that I could get my hands on. Okay. But at the same time, it just wasn't really satisfying. But now that like, ever since COVID, I'm like, mm. performing at my, you know, optimum levels.
0: Oh, really? Hani, I remember when we spoke, I think last year when COVID started, you said something similar, Ke, you know, I used to be in the army. So now when this is happening, I'm always looking for like something to really use that part of my brain. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, there's a problem. I actually did, yeah. Yeah, oh, you, that's remember, right. you remember,
2: man, The that, uh-huh. a good, good memory. I mean, <laughs> this is also something <laughs> I do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, bread and
0: butter. Ah, but uh, I heard lockdowns back. Are they happening where you are in Australia?
2: They are actually, yes. Uh, we we are notorious for lockdowns like in Melbourne, mm. uh, in Victoria. It's, it's the worst. Okay. Here.
0: But uh, is it the same sort it, of situation it, where it, they were like... Um and full lockdown, or is it like coffee log are getting
2: infected? Not in Victoria. Okay. In Victoria uh, there are not a lot of people. Uh, okay, not a lot of cases, but in, right. like in Yale, there's four and they don't they don't wait at yeah. all. Yeah. 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 I a, mean this it's... is the sixth lockdown now yeah. in uh, yeah. I think the cases were about what, 20, 20 cases? That's oh it. shit.
0: Okay, that's not a lot. There's is...
2: New South Wales in New South Wales that they're 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 completely different <laughs> they're not as well organized as victoria is like okay. i mean
3: okay. you know,
2: this, is, this is their second or third lockdown and they have 400 cases
0: oh sure yeah. maybe because the lockdown thing has worked well for australia you guys were you know for much of the last year you didn't have to wear masks things were you couldn't leave which was like this weird prison sort of situation i know
2: but like like if you uh, uh say so yeah, in the beginning i think the execution was really good they okay. they started off very well with, mm. with what they did with the lockdowns mm. and everything but i think towards the, the finishing is not very well executed because um, if you look in, in britain the people have already going you know started going about their daily lives and businesses vaccine new vaccine because they pushed the vaccine rollout roll it's just yeah. this, they have an amazing program going on whereas in australia they they haven't even like uh, i don't think it's not even 5% yet um, uh, of the population that's uh, vaccinated. Yeah, it's horrible. The vaccination rollout process is just.
0: I saw something in the news where they said that, uh, I don't know if this was the prime minister or somebody, but he had an option, all to like place an order for vaccines and he didn't, or well, time goes on, and then the demand got yeah, taken they, up.
2: They, yeah, so they, what, what they did was in, in the beginning, they ordered a lot of AstraZeneca. Oh Okay, but now with, you know, with the cases that uh, emerged and nobody wants to get uh, AstraZeneca anymore, <laughs> so like they pre-ordered in, you know, bulk quantities and, you know, they invested a lot of money and now hmm. it's just Chabu. gonna go to, mist. yeah. If
0: you're in Pakistan you're AstraZeneca, you're like, well, don't ignore, ignore all of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, nahi, vaccination is the way to go, man. I mean, whatever.
0: whatever haan, haan haan.
2: Haan. And, and 5%, there's, no, there's no other way.
0: There is no other way. Yeah, quite literally. Because um, bhi uh, in Ireland, where I live... Uh, oh, you live in Ireland? I live in Ireland. There is no... Like I was talking to somebody about this just yesterday. Local population, न, uh, there is no sense that we all collectively need to take precautions there's like okay. zero it's like yeah to lock down yes and that's that's like the two situations because uh okay. pher, you know the getting delta variant is that everything of people without masks nobody gives a shit. public transport now without masks people take off their masks as if we were like imprisoned by this device and now we're free It's like, motherfucker, you didn't do anything. You did.
2: uh, No, no, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, uh, where I live in Melbourne, Mm. I haven't seen this sort of self-discipline in people anywhere in the world. uh, I mean, apart from the
0: Asians, which are doing many years. And like, this is like the thing that they do anyway. Um, How do you mean? Like Asians wear masks, you know, whenever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but no, like, like, you know, when you, when you get ordered to do something, people like in Britain, they're, they're notorious for, you know, not uh, in, in obeying law and order, especially if something's interested upon them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and same is the case in New South Wales and other states in Australia, where whereas in Melbourne, it's, it's different. They, is it
0: a like developed so, country? Melbourne, that's good. They do. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because. Uh, so if,
2: even if you, even, even after the lockdowns uh, were ended, people were wearing masks and stuff. Everywhere you go, you see people wearing I
0: mean, masks it's not it's not a big deal, you know, to wear a mask.
2: It's not, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's not uh, that inconvenient. <laughs> like,
0: uh, and 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 foreign comparisons, I tell like the US is insane anyway. But they're like, oh, bro, Nazi Germany, maybe AC in tha and like let's calm
2: down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the apples, oranges.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how it starts. No, bro. But yeah, um, it's weird that you also got in touch with me at the same time I was thinking of getting in touch with you for this same sort of story. Um, You're on no, holiday, have, you said? I actually...
2: Uh, on holiday?
0: Yes, yeah, and you you've taken some time off or something? Or you were... Oh, no, no, no. No, no.
2: no, I haven't. I haven't taken the same off. I've, I've taken one less subject. <laughs> achha, <laughs> That's it. Achha, achha. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, also, like, I mean, actually, uh, the first time that I... Uh, Shared a story on Twitter that was back in 2015. I had actually just gotten um, out of Siachen. Okay. And uh, yeah, you know, I was actually in, I was stuck in limbo. I was staying uh, with uh, one of my relatives over there in Islamabad. And uh, there was just nothing to do over there. And this one night I was, you know, I was like, all right, I need, you know, there's a lot going on inside and I just need to, you know, let it out. And I did, and a lot of people, actually, a lot of journalists, reached out to me. And at that point in time, I was actually in the army, and I, I didn't really like the idea of, you know, scrutinizing it, and you know, on a granular level. Yeah. Uh, at that point in time, so and, but when you reached out to me, I was like, oh no, he's chill because I've already, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, have no I have no stakes. I uh, yeah. <laughs> have no stakes on any Yeah, you had you had no stakes at all, and yeah, yeah. and I like like your show.
0: Oh, okay. I'm glad glad you do. Um, But could be you know, I've had like this sort of Um, I don't know if academic is the right word to associate with me. But uh, I've had like, you know, like an interest because Armika, uh, especially on Twitter, and now with all this fucking news people and politics people on Twitter, there's a lot of yeah. like talking about Hmm. the army or army ye kar rahi hai or army ke nuksan wagaira wagaira and nobody really knows. you will find
2: that they're the, the polarized views they're either they love the army or they hate the army bro yeah exactly <laughs> nothing Haan. in between
0: it's like pakistan yeah. ka har masla army ki vijayse, hmm. or otherwise armies is more important to no, kuch hai breathing is more important army yeah um hmm. and none of these seem to <laughs> be voiced by people who are actually in the army and no one's actually talking yeah. to like, you know, normal people who were in the army. So yeah, there's if, a good
2: reason There's a good reason for that, actually. First of all, okay. like we're not allowed to, you know, I was wondering about that. Yeah. politics. Yeah. You know, so and you can, you know, voice your opinion as an individual, but you know, when, when it comes to the actual institution, you can't really, uh, you know, especially huh. when you're wearing the uniform, yeah. you can't go about willy-nilly and you know, just say stuff. But also in people, this... You represent the uniform.
0: Also in this politics wali conversation... Everything. Huh, but politics wali yeah. conversation mein, everyone's talking about people at the very top who have like a level of influence that might affect things. But there's like thousands of people unke alawa bhi, who all just get caught up in like this army yeah. discourse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just something I've been curious about for a while and but you felt like you wanted to talk about something. And I wasn't sure if you could, because I asked you. What um, hmm. scene is, I don't know what the requirements are. Yesterday, Australia is out of it. Or I'm out of it. No, I'm not going to tell nuclear secrets.
2: Yeah, yeah, please. Jo... I don't, I don't you know, know. what I mean? That. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of any, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Hey. I mean, I mean uh, yeah. I think, like, the. Uh, at this point in time uh, what we've been through as an institution i'm just talking about the army uh, for the past 20 25 years the war and terror mm. i think these stories uh, it's so important for these stories to come out and you know to be in the public all right in whichever way possible basically now you have social media and if you can actually resonate with people and if people can actually you know walk a mile in a in a soldier's boots <laughs> A, you, uh, they may realize that you know, okay, they, they, these guys are actually giving their all on the borders. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he, like there is they don't like care.
0: shit happening. Justly, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like an yeah,
2: yeah. It's yeah, it's not like it's not a utopia there where everything's you know going about uh, the way as it should. Mm. It's actually, on the contrary, very dystopic. It's this chaos everywhere yeah. when. You, uh, I've, I've, I've been posted for two and a half years in active operation, active battlefields, almost all all the regions in uh, on the western border, and I have seen shit happen, man. Like on a regular basis, it it was overwhelming to say the least. Mm. In those two and a half years it changes you, uh, not just mentally, not just physiologically. Like it changes you in in you know, it plays with your genes. Mm.
0: What's your before you joined the army, like what was your like background? Which is your fa- family? Like has a history of army no,
2: Not at all. Not at all, actually. People in my family, their education, like doctors and lawyers and stuff. And uh, uh, in science, mm. but nobody like I was I was the first one in the army. Um, in my family.
0: Oh, so why? Um, what? because I remember exam anime, um levels A levels khatamata in like two thousand five or something. Um I was like, huh, but then somebody said it's a navy join. I was like, all right again let's let's see my parents were like super anti not because oh, yeah. they're like you know we hate the idea but they were like jungle weight to with that sort of vibe and i was not as enthusiastic as somebody who'd be like arguing <laughs> jana. I was like chalo, <laughs> <Lums>. um <laughs> johnny yeah. but um that was uh, so because how media bhi, we've had there's a couple of people. One somebody was in the air force. Somebody was in the army. But for the large majority, uh, There was no frame of reference for us to understand. Mm. And then you know you meet some people and like then I knew somebody who was in the band that I was. He joined the army because his dad was in the army and they lived in mm. Astari in Karachi. So yeah. perspective, he was always going to join the army. Was um, always going to join the army. Yeah so to so when when do you join
2: okay so i it's a funny story actually i I've most of my life i've actually been away from my uh, home uh, in, in Garaji. I'm, I'm through it through and through Garaji, but i right. just the first ten years of my life I probably would have you know, lived in Karachi. Okay. then I joined. The, I went to uh, cadet school uh, in Pakistan, Seal Cadet College. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then I came back for a little while as well. Uh, I studied in al-khan for two years, and then I joined the military academy. And ever since then, I've just been posted out in Kashmir, Sialch Western border, Sialkot. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, the reason why I joined the army, um, I so I the in the cadet school I was supposed to stay. People actually, you know, finish up until uh, FS, they do their FSC yeah. and then they leave and then they, uh, you know, go to a professional college or, or wherever. Um, but I left after the tenth grade. I was like, nah, I can't enough of this shit. I can't wear the uniform and you know do right. the parade and all that right. shit. It's, it was just it was full on, man. And I was I used to be one of the delinquents, so I would always be on punishment. and it was just I was like, no, nah, this is it. You know, and um, so then I joined Achan, and I had a wonderful two years. Spent wonderful two years over there, and then. I, but why I joined the army was one of my friends in Achan. He actually he was a diehard, you know, army fan, and he was really patriotic. Like, I mean, he 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 his his house is uh, one of those houses you know that everyone knows in the vicinity. All right, it's you know, it's their house. And so we used to live in North Nozavar at that point in time. And uh, people would know the house was a landmark, basically. And uh, the whole family was really patriotic. Um, so he really wanted to join the army. And he knew that I had been in you know uh, in, in the cadet
3: school. Mm. Uh,
2: so he came to me. He, he was like, oh, you need to give me some pointers, man. And I told him, no, <laughs> dude, you have Don't no idea it. what the fuck <laughs> you're getting, getting into. Don't do this shit. Yeah, all right. And uh, he uh, he was like, No, 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 I have to, right. I have all this passion. And, I, you know, um, I just have to do something for the country. Uh, it's like, Okay, fine. What, so what time friends, period are we talking?
0: Like, that's 2007.
2: 2007. And uh, towards the no, middle of 2007.
0: Oh, shirts kicked yeah. off in Pakistan. Matlab, yeah. Scene shuru ho right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, um, and so, one of my friends in cadet school, he had actually already gotten in in the army okay. and uh, he he was waiting for, he was just waiting. He, he wasn't even preparing for his FSC examinations at that point in time. He's like, oh, you know, fuck that shit. I'm, you know, I have to go to PMA now. So, I took my friend from A.R. to that friend in the cadet school and they, you know, sort of made friends and, you know, I introduced them and I think he wants to go into the army. So we sort of uh, showed him the assault course and all all of the stuff that you basically do, you know, the exercises and all that right. stuff. What kind of aptitude tests and all that jazz. Um, so what happened was he sort of convinced me at that point. Of time, I was going through a lot because my father was um, going through um, spinal surgery at that at that point, and um, I was spending a lot of time in the hospital. And there was a lot going on. I wanted to that that time. I just wanted to go to Blum's or IBA and all that sure. stuff but there was no certainty yeah, at that point like i didn't know what was going to happen you know? yeah and um, i was the eldest son as mm. well and i had two, two younger sisters and at that point we just didn't know because my father was very very ill he's love, fine now okay um but there was a lot of uh, uncertainty um, so what uh my my friend who wanted to join the is like why don't you you know try for it i was like no 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 and then he spent days and days convincing me and i was like okay yeah you know like this kind of makes sense i will i'll have a secure future mm. and you know i mean not all that bad and it's not like you know i haven't uh, you know tasted what it's like sure. I, I know what what i would be getting into um so uh, i you know went about and took the ISSBs mm. with, with that friend uh, his he, he actually took the ISSBs, um before me and just a week after i took my ssbs and then what happened was that asshole, he didn't get in oh, sure. and yeah yeah and i got in and i was like and you know when the results came and everything my my dad had actually gotten out of the hospital he was fine and then i was just stuck in a dilemma whether you know like what do i do i was waiting for results to, to come from other universities and i had taken sats as well i had got like a 1700 score so there were options open right. uh and but at the same time, I didn't know that what, what I was gonna get, because I didn't really prepare. I never used to prepare much for examination, okay. so I would always be like, what was? I don't know what, what's gonna happen." Um, so, but this was certain. This was, you know, it was right in front of me that I had actually gotten in, and my my dad was actually really proud because he um, took the ISBs back in for the fifty sixth long course and you know okay. thirty years ago. And um, he couldn't get in. He was like, "Oh, you know, my son has been able to get into the ICP." And I was like, "Oh, you know, like <laughs> my dad's respecting me for the first time <laughs> in life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this shit must be cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And so it, the friend, the
0: patriotic was... friend, was his family. Um, uh, army. No, and... his
2: his his family wasn't in, in 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 the army as well. He was just. uh um,
0: was George? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, both, both okay. was okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so when you joined, when you got in, so you're saying your dad was happy. Um, what was like the, what was your family's general reaction? Were they like happy uh, that you were going? He, he was happy that
2: I would actually gotten in, but you know, in the heart of his heart, he actually didn't want me to go because mm. then I would go away from the family. But at the same time, you know, he. he he had mixed feelings as well. So, I just took a chance at that point. My my mom didn't want me to go. But mm. I don't know why. I've, I've made it a point that I do the opposite of what right. my mom wants always. I don't <laughs> right. know why. So,
0: Maybe so I yeah, because also um, like it's not like an academic sort of concern at that point where you're like, let you know, in peacetime, let we join in yeah. Pakistan, mein, there's value in that experience. Yeah. So, yeah, but like in 2007 if you guys watching are too young to know uh, shit mm. was getting real in pakistan uh, in 2007 <laughs> in that period cuz like that was yeah the mujahiro Musharraf- was I over
2: um, i think it was just it, ending just it was ending. just ending then i had actually the first my my first week in pma was actually when uh, you know benazir got shot as wow. uh, well Oh, yeah, 2007. uh, That's
0: when she got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting. In December, I think it was December. or November. It it should have been December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I remember we did a thread on Twitter a while ago. uh, Like, you know, because that's one of those moments that's historically super relevant for Pakistan and also recent Mm -hmm. enough that a lot of people were like around at that point. So I was like, what were you doing on that day? And like, people remembered everything that was happening that day. But like, going back to you you clear the ISSB. Now you what, what happens next? What's the process of
2: getting oh, it? Okay. So you, uh, first you, you, you take your initials and uh, initials is a series of tests actually. Okay. So that, it, it, you know, it goes on for like four or five days. So you have a series of aptitude tests and IQ tests and then there's a physical test as well where you have to run, run a mile. Right. There's no time, but uh, I don't think that there's a time in which you have to come in, uh, but they just sort of, you know, if, if somebody does very bad <laughs> you know then they're like okay you know <laughs> like but nobody actually does there are <laughs> people who actually do there, there are people who are actually not very really fit for whatever reason maybe they have an ailment or whatever yeah but there are some people who are not able to but it's that that's a very easy test um, the initials. So, right. the, and then you know, people who clear the initials, they uh, get called for the ISSB. Uh, you have to go. the are ISB centers around the country, and Kohat and then uh, Malikant and a couple of other stations as well. And um, so, most of the graduates, obviously, they go end up going to Malikant uh, ISB. Um, uh, you go there for five days, and the, all expenses paid. You 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 stay over there, and. Uh, Again, you go through a series of tests, the different psychological and uh, mechanical aptitude and IQ oriented tests, and then um, there's uh, You have to do an obstacle course in two minutes. Okay, the two minutes or nine minutes. I'm not sure. I think it's two minutes. I forgot now. It's been a long time. Um, so you—it's funny because what happened was you have to be able to do at least, I think, fifty percent of the obstacles in, in 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 that time just to qualify, and um, and nobody gets a rechance. So the, what what I knew at that point was nobody gets a rechance to do the obstacles. Right. Uh, what happened with me was that you have to stand a certain way in the obstacle and i was I, I i had not prepared for the ISB. I was just i just went for shits and giggles to be honest right i was like okay my friend is going for the ssb and now you know i don't know why I, you know i was 17 man. <laughs> you know so <laughs> uh so i i there's a there's like a tire over there where, where you have to stand inside a, a tire Mm. right and that's that's your starting point and then you start running and you do a series of obstacles and then i stood in the tire the other way around so i started from the from 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 the end uh, rather than starting from the beginning i just you know got stuck on that obstacle and two minutes i spent on on that just one obstacle, obviously. And I it didn't even clear that obstacle. Right. Obviously, I had failed. Right. <laughs> you know, so um, the rest of the three days I just, you know, had fun man. I just start, you know, pestered a lot of people, people who were you know really into the icb and they were like, Oh, there's people watching, and you know, no. yeah, they yeah. used to there used to be a chacha over there in the in our lines where we we're staying, and he was just there were rumors about him that he would go and you know tell the actual offices about whatever people do, were doing inside their domes. And people were like scared, man. And I was like, I don't give a shit. So I, we would, you know, smoke and uh, do whatever the mm. hell we wanted at that time. Um, but what happened the last day is it, so the general consensus is that whoever you know gets called for a re-interview. So you 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 get interviewed by by a colonel um, over there, and then you get so if you get called for a re-interview, then you have really high chances of getting it. Uh, in the army and clearing the ssbs so w- when when i got in my batch had about you know 150 or 200 people and eight people got called for um, the re-interview right and then they have like hundreds of batches like that a lot of like hundreds of thousands of people actually take uh, yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah so especially in punjab it's full-on man like everybody mm-hmm. wants to get in the army in Karachi, people don't give a shit. They're like, "Who gives a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> You know? Um, yeah. So what happened was they everyone was being called for like uh, their re-interviews. There was this friend of mine who I made friends with at that time. He was the son of a brigadier, and he was like, "Oh, Johnny, sorry, ya, tera, re-interview hua. Like, I could Like, you know, I wasn't really, you know, yeah, uh, wasn't really prepared to get in the army anyway. So that's all good." But then what happened was he, this, uh, the Chacha comes running and he was like, oh, you, you know, this officer is calling you. And he was, he was the uh, physical training um, officer. And he was like, oh, you have to take re-obstacles. You have re- to do the oh, obstacles okay. again. Okay. Like, oh, that's, that's weird. And everyone's like, oh, what re-obstacles. And they didn't call me for a re-interview. So they wanted me to do the obstacles again. And just uh, obviously and just me. Yeah.
3: Okay.
2: And, and when, and then I, uh, you know, you know, i took the test again and i actually did all the obstacles in two minutes uh, at the time and then and obviously uh, they sent the letter of uh, you know recommendation uh, to our house and i was like okay fine that's it so okay, <laughs> like, is, there, yeah.
0: is there is there like you still have an option to like say i'm not interested at this point, like yeah. what's the
2: letter of recommendation? Yeah, absolutely. So, the, the, so basically, the ICB recommends that this officer is ready to uh, undergo uh, a commissioned um, okay. officer army training in okay. in, uh, in PMAC for two years. So they're fit for uh, service. So, and then once you get cleared, uh, you have to go through a series of medical tests as well. And Mm. at that point, a lot of people get missed out as well, you know, Mm. because there's a certain requirement, you have to be of a certain height, you have to be of, um, you know, a certain BMI you have to have. And uh, a lot of other stuff, for some reason, they always end up doing DNS operations of everyone. Uh, I don't know why. What's DNS operations? So you have a a nasal septum. So this bone is called your nasal septum, right? Yeah. So if it's deviated, that's called oh, DNS, deviated, or de- deviated nasal navel septum. Navel septum. So yeah. they're like, Oh no, we have to straighten up your, you know, nasal septum a lot of people uh, uh, go through that operation i didn't he recommended me for an operation and i was like oh i went to the other doctor and i was like oh just look at my nose it's just straight straight as fuck <laughs> like, why do do i need it i need, need an operation oh, that's curious and then he was like oh he's fine yeah it was just, just random okay so okay. yeah and um as yeah, so i cleared the uh, the medicals and then i got a letter again that. You know 25th of november you have to report uh, to pm and, Karkul, and this is the list of things that you need to have you know your meskit kit and all mm. the stuff mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and then my, my my parents they flew me to slava we stayed there for a family with a family of ours actually the same uncle where i tweeted from you know right, <laughs> right. that story and um yeah then we made a road trip out of a weekend when, the, when they left me and oh man in <laughs> those two years
0: so well yeah what's what's that like like achha, what is your family like what is their vibe because now it's real at this point no? they're, they're really they're proud. proud
2: obviously so like in pakistan if you get into the army it doesn't matter like there is this sense of respect that you receive and um which, which is a good thing i, I guess I don't know some it it gets to gets gets to people's heads sometimes yeah. sometimes but if you if you channel it in the right way you can actually use it for for uh, for the greater good as well but a lot of people just don't you know they're not able to fathom what how you know what sort of a blessing it actually is <clears throat> but um so, they received a lot of that from the extended family, and you know, people were like, Oh, yeah, you know, your son's going to Miami, and they were like, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, this must be good. So, they were all for it. Okay, and actually, funny, funny thing, I so I actually got relegated in BMM. So, my first, my, my first term, I had, had to actually uh, repeat it because, uh, very low GPA, I think, I, yeah, in first term. Mm. Uh, what happened was, um, the training, like I had no idea what what I was getting into. It was just, just, it was a roller coaster, right? You and I would always be on punishment. It was the same as when I was in grad school, because they, sometimes I would, you know, uh, wear the nameplate, you know, a little crooked, and oh. then you get restrictions, and then you get called for like in like two, three in the morning, you get punished, and then you have to wake up because you're on punishment. You have to report at four thirty in the morning to the GC um dc office gentleman get its office at four in the morning everyone else wakes up at six you you wake up at four because you have to shave as well if oh, you right. don't shave and like you have to do proper shave man they, right. they take like a piece of paper and then they you know sort of scuff it through uh, uh, on your face yeah and if it if, if a sound comes like then they're like yeah. oh sab apne say shave nahi up restrictions or angry and then, wow. then it's like a, it's a wheel within a wheel, man. It just never fucking ends. It's
0: what, about, <laughs> what about horrible. like our uh, Malvi type community hoti hai, who have like mm-hmm. religious dadi? What do hai? Wo? shave? Yeah, karenge.
2: yeah uh, a lot of people. Nah, yeah, I think there were very few people who actually, uh, uh, you know, kept beards. Otherwise, a lot of people, they, most of them, they had to shave. And they, they did actually as well because they, wanted to fit in a lot of people want to fit in and then you know uh which is good that's what you want
0: yeah yeah that's the idea
2: yeah yeah that's the idea uh but some people don't as well uh in pma you call them sufis Sufis. (laughs) for whatever (laughs) whatever reason
0: yeah yeah okay uh, how did it seem like a flashback to your cadet college days like you're yeah, learning, absolutely. Learning the same thing absolutely. Uh,
2: yeah, it was it was a sort of an extension of that period, but it's just so much more, man. It was, it was just because it was real. Um, in PMA, you would, in in cadet school, you could always go back to your house, like over mm. the weekends, mm. not over the weekends, but like every, every month, one weekend, I think you, you were able to go, if I remember correctly, but in PMA, if you, especially if you're on punishment like me, you don't get to go home for for like years, man. Like, and if when you're on punishment, you, you you're just you know a, a delinquent, and everyone knows. And my like my the GC number had seven eight six in at the end of it, um, so everyone knew it. Yeah. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know where where you know where the punishment is coming from, and I would just have punishments coming from <laughs> the left side and center we, we get a part one order uh, after um, after every day so 1 p.m you get a part, part one order it gets stuck in on the in, in your company line so' it's, it's just the things that you have to go through
3: okay.
2: um, you have to you have to do like you know the timings of the PD or if there's something you know uh, different going on other than the routine um and that's that's the performer basically that has your punishments of everyone in the company and i would always have i passed out with like more than 160 i think 168 or something punishment so 168 days of punishment wow. never were actually of two accrual
3: years.
2: accrual no 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 uh, out of I, the two years I, i'd been on punishment there were a okay. few days all right but if, when i was passing out actually i had an accrual punishment of 168 but, days accrual, so had i stayed in okay. bma yeah had i stayed in bma <laughs> I would have had to go through hundred and sixty eight days of punishment, wow. but thank fuck i passed out <laughs> um yeah now what sort
0: of things what sort of things do you like what's the is it like a university college like what's the structure of the p m a itself
2: yeah p m a is i don't know if you've seen in videos or like you probably would have seen the passing out parades over there <laughs> it's p m a is it's huge man it's and it's it's just magnificent it's 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 amazing you know um colonial sort of buildings and um there used to be uh, a kent for the bridge offices in, in um, all the offices are from 1800s early 1800s okay. uh, over there the houses officers houses is still same as well and you know really big and you know huge houses as well because at that time they you don't you didn't have a problem of
0: yeah space you know, land in, in yeah.
2: space uh so it's it's beautiful and uh, aptabad is in aptabad so oh know, right right you that have where... pine trees and maple trees over there it's, and when it rains and it snows, it's just amazing and then you have a uh, and it's it's sacred ground and, and everyone so everyone in the army pm is really sacred ground especially except for the gc so people who are actually going through training mm. but when they pass out their feelings change obviously because when they reminisce they're like oh no this is this is the place where you know i spent all that time even though it was really tough but now when i reminisce it, it you know it seems beautiful um except for the gc's it's, everyone holds the pma ground really sacred so you have a pma road that sort of dissects um uh, the pm the map of PMA in in between right and um, it's a really long road uh, it's called kakul road mm. and it's pma road as well basically it's it's, it's a really long long road um, so you can't really walk leisurely uh, on that road so you have to either run or you know march on that road and you can't be alone as well you have to be in pairs you have to be uh, you know a group of people Oh right uh, so this uh, the reason why i'm telling you this is there's these sort of rules everywhere um around pma so you have to behave a certain way according to your surroundings you know in company lines you know how you have to stand in the pd pd ground and how you have to stand in the drill ground for instance as well there's the the rules everywhere that's what they actually instill in you a hierarchy and rules and and discipline which yeah i'm like in my experience it really comes in handy especially Mm. in the army like obviously if you don't because you have to it's not like corporate which where i now work like uh, uh, that in my opinion, if you, you know, if you could do it that way, you know, oh, yeah, well, yeah, so yeah. what do you think? And then I can always come back on, oh, no, but it, you maybe you missed out on that, you know, but in the army, you're like, oh no, you do this shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> and then the you do it because yes. Yeah. This is the way to do it. When, when you, obviously when you spend some more time and, uh, you know, like I was in operational area people who were, which was actually beautiful. And I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, surprised that that had happened when, when I actually, uh, I was in an active battlefield. Even generals would, you know, take my word because I was on the ground and they weren't. Obviously, they were in an ops room, uh, just looking at the map. So they, I never experienced, you know, do this or you know, you have to do right, this. Right, right. A, cu- so a couple of times, but then, but if, then, if you reason, it's Yeah. So, yeah. But especially when you reason uh, in a manner that you know it, it actually can win. It can sure. your point. Sure. So it, so what happens after
0: uh, yes. after, after uh, PMA? Then you pass out with 168 days accrued. And- <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was just me. was an anomaly, man. Like what's the <laughs> that next was just me. step? That was just me. So so two years you uh, you spend uh, in PMA. I actually spent two and a half because I got really good, so I had to sure. uh, you know go through the whole process again of the first term, which is just um, embarrassing, by the way. And um, uh, so after two and a half years, you get allotted uh, basically units. Uh, our course had 400, about actually about 350 uh, odd cadets left by the end of it. They, so we started off with 500, 600, and then a lot of people leave the first week because when they find that, oh, you have to wake up at four in the morning and yeah, you just don't get to sleep and you don't get to eat as well. Mm-hmm. If you would look like, man, it's if my, my family couldn't recognize me when uh, I actually came back on, on leave. Because I had lost like 14 15 kilos wow. easily. Yeah, you don't. It's just like my ears are like this, and you know, <laughs> you don't have any hair, and you're right. just really, you know, tanned, and it's just horrible. Uh, it's, and because they don't feed you as well, you're not getting proper nutrition, and you're not sleeping. You know, <laughs> so
3: okay,
2: um, yeah, uh, but. After you pass out, basically, towards the final term, you you start getting a, a, a little bit of grace, <laughs> you know? And, um, and yeah, when you went after towards the end, you uh, you get allotted with units. So the first, uh, first 10 cadets, they, they're they able to choose wherever they wanna go. Other than that, it's just quota systems. So for the first 50 would we'll go, and, you know, there's this batch of units for the first 50 cadets, and then the, you know, the second batch, and then the third batch um and then so the ghq basically the ms branch they allowed them uh, the universe okay. yeah so i ended up going in a frontier force unit which i didn't want at all but i had a ball of a time <laughs> the, okay. the experiences that i had so it was in infantry basically mm. i didn't want to go into the premier i wanted i was like I, I would so my first choice was going into the signal score because like uh, i was like, I was just do some something in telecom and you know sit at the back and you know do the computer work right but uh and my second option was I think armored. Yeah. And third was artillery or something. Because you have to put two fighting fighting arms in um in, in your choices. So yeah, I wouldn't go in singles, but I didn't get any of the choices that I put, put. Yeah. You know. At at that point, Rahil Sharif was the man. Yeah. And he was the commander of he was the commander of PMA and he knew me personally because I oh. was in yeah, I was in uh, the dram- uh, dramatics over there, right? Okay. So I used to be the president of that club. And um, yeah, so and they were really involved. And so the commandant would come and he knew me and he was like, oh, I'm gonna make sure that you go into FF, right, Frontier Force. And um, yeah, he, <laughs> he didn't make sure. And uh, <laughs> oh, man, I was just, I was like, what, what have I done? Like, why am I going into infantry that week? I was just I, I didn't speak to anyone because I knew that in, in the war there is is going on. There's no way. Like, yeah, this is what,
0: 2000, more than
2: 75. The, yeah, this is, this is
0: 2009.
2: Nine, yeah. Right? Okay. 2010, 2010 right. Uh, April, right? And you, uh, more than 70% of your uh, infantry is, you know, engaged in active warfare. Uh, you know, there was, I think there was something. Uh, some escalations going on towards the eastern border as well at that time, mm. and uh, yeah, it's like I am absolutely rogered from if no matter what I what I do, I just have to. I tried talking to everyone, uh, you know. Uh, my platoon commander is like, no, this is what it is, and then yeah, I, I was like, just okay, I just have to adapt. So yeah. I just assumed the worst, and I was like, okay, you know, like I don't know what's gonna happen, uh, but at least I can go with an open mind. Uh, but when I went there. You know, uh, some some of the some of the stuff that happened to me was uh, sort of expected, you know. But after some time had passed, uh, you you in infantry, you I found that there's this the band of brothers that you have because you do everything together. You know, it's very raw and earthy in nature being in infantry, whereas in other arms, because the because the army is basically the infantry right mm-hmm. every every other arm is basically a supporting arm yeah but the infantry actually goes in and does what the army is supposed to do and then when they call it they, the army calls it right everyone else supports the infantry in action uh, so when when that happens and most of the inf- infantry is like your uh, you know regular infantry uh, which is your standard infantry battalions they, they it's proper like this. Like, then a forge," mm. is, uh, That's how they actually go. You know, they they run towards the target and then then they attack and all that stuff. Uh, so when you do that, so you have this really uh, you have a very strong connection with your men and not not just the officers but with but men as well because you do everything together. And right. that I found, to be honest, when when I was that was I, I was actually afraid of that that when I was joined in the infantry, but that. That was the very thing that I fell in love with, when Afraid
0: I, of and I actually
2: experienced that. You know, it's very, it's not very officer like. It's, it's not uh, it's you know you don't get to stay in an office in right, right. uh, you know and do uh, all the you know royal stuff <laughs> that, uh, that that you know most of the public uh, things that uh, we yeah. do. But the, yeah. to be honest, it's it, it's it's nowhere in the army. It was just that's just what we thought maybe it was going to be, but it it wasn't. It was something else entirely, uh, what I had imagined. Um, but it was amazing uh, the the experience that I've had. Uh, it was that like, it's it changes you a lot. Like it's not it's not a it's not something ordinary that hmm. you know when you when you spend time and walk in active battlefield and you go through what you go through, it's not something it, uh, ordinary. And you what can't. What was really
0: your uh, yeah? What was your first? Uh like live combat experience like how what was that like time
2: period was, for you uh, I, uh so it was not right after i passed uh. out but but i think i oh, was five six months after maybe right. yeah in 2010 i passed out but in in 2011 we were you know preparing to go and in 2011 we actually did um you know go to fata and uh yeah my first experience was to be honest the first experience um where, where i had to actually attack and go, go through all that, we didn't find any resistance so that okay. was maybe beginner's luck but uh we were a part of a brigade right and they had other units as well and um so we actually we had gotten the most difficult map uh uh because we uh, it's a funny story actually which maybe i shouldn't tell right now i mean <laughs> yeah yeah time.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, but um, yeah. So we uh, we were actually sent as a punishment. Um, <laughs> our unit was sent as a punishment to the operational area because of something that w- that we had done, right? And um, yeah, and they would always send us to the most difficult terrain in the you know uh, where there were re- yeah, intelligence reports of uh, right. having a lot of Taliban there. They would always do that. So the first offering, the first day, I still remember like very clearly. Um, It was in April, uh, the twelfth of April, I think, of um, 2011, and I was man, I was shit scared. I was just a lieutenant at that point, and you know, I'm going to clear this uh, valley, which is supposedly like it's infested with Taliban, Mm. and. I was the QRF, so the quick reaction, reaction force, commander. I was there, to, like, I wanted to do well as well. But uh, at the same time, this is something that i would never experienced, you know, live emanation and you yeah. know, live rounds come at you and at any moment you can die. Yeah, it just, yeah. So you have to, yeah. <laughs> you have to really compartmentalize when you, uh, you know, you're in that uh, situation. You have to. Uh, you have a compartment for fear, have a compartment for actually, you know, physically moving forward, because if you don't, you are sure shot sure dead as well. And um, yeah, maybe some, some things you have to keep on the back burner because you need your all in yeah. the moment, but every it, a any lapse can get you or your men killed. So a lot is happening you know, very quickly.
0: And how many Both people are you them. like responsible for at that time, at that point in that mission, oh. for example?
2: So when I was, um, when we uh, went to the ops area, <clears throat> excuse me, I was actually the QRF commander. So my CEO, because I was the youngest, okay. you know, in, in, in the in the field and I was the quickest as well because I was the youngest and I was physically very fit. My my CEO was like, okay, you choose anyone you want out of the battalion uh, and uh, you make a group of like 20 people. Okay. and. Um, you but you um, they have to be really physically fit and you you need to be able to rely on them because i maybe i will may, i'll send you i'll be able to send you anywhere you know, right. to the operation so whenever I need something done I will send you guys uh you are the quick reaction force and i had already <clears throat> it's funny i i chose all the delinquents in the <laughs> <laughs> right. In the battalion as well, and if somebody had, you know, some charges in in police as well, somebody was, you know, <laughs> and had eloped with somebody's daughter in Fata, and all that, like you know, people like that. But um, but I had experience, you know, all these these are the kind of people who who can yeah. who actually you know yeah. show you uh, their metal in the thick of it. And uh, yeah, I think I have been on the right course that time because they they came through man every time, every single time they came through. Uh, I they had most of them had already you know participated in different um competitions when we were in Cell Court, but but um uh yeah so I knew what they were made of and then I I chose a group of I think they were 18. Right? So a platoon has uh, has 36 soldiers in it, but they were like more like 20. Okay. Um so I I always stayed as a QRF commander all, uh, th- uh, through the tenure in, um, of Syria, we did a lot of operations. My CEO uh, would send us anywhere, uh, and we came through every time, thankfully. And hmm. I, I only lost while I was there. Uh, we only lost one, one soldier, uh, throughout the, you know, two and a half years
0: at that point, like boy, what, what was your, so the first mission you said, when you went there
2: was an expectation,
0: you're expecting a lot of like, you know, enemy combatants there. But turns out, that's the first time. The yeah, first that
2: mission. was the first time. That was okay. the first time. But that was just just one day, right. And then we had to, you know, keep on um, sort of uh, moving forward in the map. And there was a very big area that we needed to clear. And um, some of the valleys in the it was all it's all very mountainous region, right? The heaps of valleys over there. And different valleys had like some some of the valleys, they were completely in control of the Taliban. Mm. They were actually, actually they, they actually touched the Afghan border as well, you know, whatever that was. That point. Yeah. Um, and they would have, you know, supply routes coming through um, from Afghanistan and get sustained. So people, they had like a lot of ammunition in the Taliban, or so they, they had anti-aircraft uh, capability as well. Um. So it was full on, man. Um, the first operation, we didn't uh, experience anything, but there were a lot of other operations um, that happened afterwards where obviously we experienced everything mm. <laughs> that you see in the movies. Um, I was actually, you know, the Salala incident when that happened. I don't know if you remember like, I don't. the American fighters game. Amer- there they were American fi- fi- fighters who actually um, mistook uh, soldiers for Taliban and then-
0: Oh, um, okay.
2: Yeah, and they bombed one of the posts, um, and that happened in 2011 as well, uh, and towards the end. I think that happened in November 2011, and that happened right in front of my eyes, actually, because where they bombed, I had I, I was the one who had actually cleared that ridge uh, of terrorists and then handed over to this different unit, uh, who, and one of the officers, a major, uh, and 27 of them, and they they were killed in action, with Shahada. Wow! Oh, that was, yeah, that was just horrible, man. And, and there was just just this bad taste in your mouth that's still there. Uh, yeah,
0: Miami. what was the what was the vibe like at that point? Like general, you know, made a mistake. Did people yeah they
2: buy it? ha, it was a mistake, or
0: did they think it was a mistake?
2: Yeah, um, so I know exactly what happened because we were observing what's going on, right? We knew because that so the. The aerial distance between where this happened, where they bombed and where I was at that point, that must have been like 800 meters at max. And I was able to see everything. And I had this and the other officer with me as well. And we witnessed everything. And uh, it's just because you never know. Everything gets, especially with NATO at that time, right? You, everything happened, you know everything oh, what's going to happen. We didn't know. So obviously there was some core shit that was happening over there and they didn't tell uh our ghq obviously that's why they didn't tell us and nobody knew what was going to happen all uh, the soldiers heard over there was you know firing going on in the valley and whenever that happens you have right. to you know retaliate right and that's what they did so uh, when they retaliated so they just did some aerial firing and that happened towards the daytime at one in the morning the same same day right uh, the next day one in the morning uh americans came with their f-22s and their mm. cobras and and apaches and they just bombed the shit out of that ridge they they bombed everything and they didn't we didn't have an anti-aircraft capability because who needs an anti-aircraft capability against the taliban yeah you know they don't have aircraft. yeah right? so they they were just sitting ducks
0: and, and that's no why it's just communication yeah, that's why between it, the sides at the time So, they also wouldn't know
2: we had no idea. I think like, obviously, there is speculation that, you know, the Americans knew and they did it sure. anyway, because yeah. maybe, because maybe, maybe some, some of them got hit in the aerial firing, but they didn't know that they thought that they were shooting at Taliban. Right, right. right. And, um, but that's all just speculation. Nobody sure. really knows uh-huh. what happened. So yeah, that was really, yeah, you know, it was, that was really bad. And uh, I think they, it's still sort of fresh in uh, a lot of people that I know in the army, it's hmm. still fresh in their minds. Um, it'll take some time to go away, I guess.
0: Yeah. If, if it ever does, I guess, cause like, yeah. like I'm only speculating cause I have no experience, but like, if you're actively engaged with somebody who you consider an enemy or somebody, you know, gets hit, that's still within your Frame of expectations, keep you know, this could happen, but you don't yeah. expect like somebody who's yeah. theoretically not your enemy miscommunication. Yeah. May look that sort of thing. Yeah. Huh? How long do you stay in that, uh, in that zone in that area in Fata, so to speak? Uh, two
2: and a half, so two and a half years, two okay. and a half years. I stayed over there, and um, yeah, the. It was, yeah, that's, I've seen a lot, man, like in that area. I actually got a gallantry award as well for one of the operations um, that I did. Uh, it, was, it was this big uh, plateau, right? It was mm. this big mountain ridge that um, it was their stronghold um, of, of the Taliban and uh they had more than like a 500 plus strength of people over there and it was a self-sustaining sort of a ridge as well mm. because they had water source over there and they had they had a big uh, uh you know road coming from afghanistan so they could always just run away and they had anti-aircraft capability over there uh on that ridge so nobody and, and for 10 years nobody had been able to take that ridge away from uh, the Taliban, and they they had made claims like you know, we will leave Islam if you're able to uh you know take this ridge so. from us. Yeah. So a lot of times units tried. So uh, again, um when we started off, it wasn't actually our task to begin with. There was another uh other uh, other unit that was tasked to clear that ridge. And it was like they lost a lot of men. They tried like five times, even SSG tried mm. a couple of times, but you know. One thing that to another they weren't sometimes the operation wouldn't go as planned on sometimes you know it was just they were sitting ducks but. Um, so my CEO he he came to me and another officer who had another, so we had two qrfs in in our battalion right and um, CEO came to us and he was like look guys you know it's. Everything we, we've been tasked with, everything else uh, that we, even if things that you know other units are not able to do, they be get to us, and this is sort of you know the president now. Mm. So, and I know that the brigade commander is going to ask us to do this operation. So, I just wanted to take your pulse. What, what do you think? So, he asked our company, commanders and they said, This is not our operation at all. Like, what do you want us to do? Uh, and but we were young <laughs> at that time, we're like, Yes, sir, mm. sir, <laughs> we will do this. You know volunteers i i the I, I i told my dad that you know i volunteered for this operation and uh, you know my CEO actually called my dad and he was like oh my dad called me and he's like you you're stupidly just trying to put your Be brave. life in danger. Yeah yeah and uh, you know so it was just um yeah it, it but we did it anyway, and it was a very tough operation. Uh, but we were able to uh, sort of—it uh, was in conjunction with uh, the other units and SSG as well. But we were the first ones who actually got to the top and cleared it off. And then uh, the SSG and other units came and then right. made a stronghold over there. Right, so the right, chief right. came. Then chief came over there as well uh, on that ridge in the skiani at that time. And yeah, you we were. I oh, said
0: मतलब इस level
2: uh in yeah case, yeah like was, all the way up so that, that operation actually it gets uh taught in the staff staff college now so it is it, one of the major most like major operations in uh-huh. a you know 20-year history of operations it's one of the biggest operations that we were able to do so i'm really proud of that ob- obviously and, and your uh,
0: QRF wali jo hai, that group of people the platoon minus yeah. strength that you mentioned is that does that stay ye group and these guys are doing uh, missions now for the two and a half years it stays consistent.
2: No, it's obviously it's, uh, people go on leave as well. And, sure, uh, but th- there are promotions as well. Uh-cha. all right so some of them, yeah. So m- if maybe some of the sepoys they got promoted to a uh, lance Nike, which is uh, a private, right? Um. Uh, so they would probably go and do some other duty. So there okay. were uh, changes, but not a lot. Mostly, like seventy seventy-five percent of them would have stayed the same right uh, throughout the ten year.
0: You don't get like disbanded and then absorbed into other vo. Wo- oh
2: no 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 no. So right. Things things roll on, man. In the army, there's a uh, the saying that even if the CO dies, even if every officer dies the army unit would still be able to run because everyone knows what what to do and in a in what situation that's what that's how you exercise that's mm. what you practice mm. that's what we do day in day out you know in the event of a war if the enemy comes from there we'll do this if they come from there what's the that's why
0: the part? um order follow karne wala discipline wala structure is also exactly. like drilled
2: in exactly. so that yeah yeah okay exactly okay everyone knows what to, do, what to do and it's sort of like your you know in your muscle memory and your reflex because you do it so often um so yeah, so
0: when sort of you me- do the yawala operation it's a good thing that you mentioned it's a like a coincidence you mentioned now it's taught. uh one of the things that you know i when i would read about like the 80s Wali war and you know the because you you see um if you're exposed to like western news media so now okay, there's a lot of like people with Military experience in these zones, you know, what things went wrong or what were the assumptions that turned out to be completely, you know, outside of the fact. So when your training is ongoing, now when you start in like 2007 ish, war and terror, and Pakistan involvement. But before that, I suppose the conventional, you only train for the previous war because that's all the information oh have. yeah yes and yeah, now yeah. you're fighting these people mm-hmm. Shalwar or yeah. who are hiding in mountains absolutely. and you know still they're good like that was the mm-hmm. thing when the Soviets went to Afghanistan yeah, yeah.
2: Like, got, uh, got, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what um so you you were absolutely spot on that we get trained for con- conventional warfare so yeah. you know there's a salt line there's a bof yeah. a base of fire all right and you know, there's a D day, and then there's an HR, there's a HR, yeah. and you know, your your artillery is over there, your armor com- com- comes from there, infantry goes in this direction. This is your, oh. you know, uh, most dangerous approach, uh, all that stuff. Uh, but this is a whole new game. This yeah. is this is this is completely this is entirely different. It's low intensity conflict, right? Guerrilla warfare, and these people um, in the Taliban and. All of their offshoots, they are like, they are crazy. They're the kings of the, they've, they've actually invented mm. almost mm. guerrilla uh, warfare, you know, they're in minor tactics. So, this is all minor tactics, right? right. How you actually uh, appreciate the ground and how actually use the ground to your advantage. It's just minor tactics. And they are just, uh, uh, they have amazing skills in uh, this regard because obviously they're from the area as well. They're very, uh, because of poverty, uh, they actually live in, uh, they're really, they're really connected to the earth and right. Right, the, the environment, Right? They know where everything is. They're, yeah. So their spatial IQ uh, is much, much better than you know your uh, everyday Karachi uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're from <laughs> you Karachi. Know? Like but, it's not yeah. even that yeah.
0: you after up grew up or something.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you know this is all. But you have a different, a completely different culture. So uh, the, they're really good in in minor tactics. So you, obviously you have to adapt to the uh, to the scenario to the environment, and uh, you have to learn. And <laughs> you have to learn very quickly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> huh, boy, well, yeah, I can imagine. Because like um, that's perhaps also why I don't know. I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass again. But like your the you said that the QRF was like all these guys you know who were perhaps not held in the highest esteem. Uswakt. But they all you felt and you also were the sort of person you know when the shit goes yeah. down they'll manage. and you need that adaptability for like what is theoretically a new environment which you don't have like years of experience for. Is that anywhere close to the market?
2: Yeah, I think I think I think that's where you you, you know your training as a, in leadership comes in handy. I guess that's that's what uh, my P.M.A. training uh, now when I in retrospect when I mm. when I look back. Uh, this is and and it comes like I can feel it like metacognitively I can I'm aware of you know the decisions that I uh, that I take and you know the actions that I do and I know that you know this is where it's coming from in physiologically and you know mentally as well uh, when there's the story behind it and you know yeah. always I, more often than not I find myself uh, you know going back to you know my PMA days you know how I was dealt with uh, different situations and how I adapted uh to you know ever-changing circumstances mm. that's what happened when i was in the operational area as well that you, you know because when you like i guess the reason why i i was a delinquent in the in the army and uh when i was in actually pma and uh, you sort of meet with this similar sort of people right who really you really don't give a fuck you know, about you know discipline much mm. or, or hierarchy and authority uh and they're young right and there's, there's there's a lot of hormones going on there's a lot of testosterone and a yeah. lot of you know um so it's so you know that you can actually rely so i knew i can rely on those sort of people like because if push came to shove they're not going to show me a fucking book like oh no have, we have to do this by the way yeah, they're yeah. like oh no we we we, we got your back you know? yeah yeah <laughs> you know? so, and those, so those were the sort of people that i knew and they they that it come and mm. it, you
0: know, and, and also so you mentioned okay. that you know your CEO and you tell your dad that you've you know you guys are going for this operation um again I'm just heading back to that point like you know the family got concern level respect but you know you were joined to the SSB fine now you're in PMA fine all of this at this point is like a theoretical educational exercise but now you're yeah. like in the shit. Now, so yeah. their level of like for them also it's real now. Okay, you know, Hamara, only beta eldest son, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, he's like yes, mm, no,
2: nah, not not really uh, because uh, they weren't there, and it's okay. like no, it's it's not it's not something that's easy easily fathomable. Okay, uh, to, the, to the layman, right now that I'm actually sharing my experience with you, maybe you can you know visualize right but uh, to be actually to actually be there and and obviously because you're you're from the newer generation and you can actually you know and you've seen a lot of movies too right (laughs) the previous so you can actually relate and sort of uh, assimilate you know the the incoming information with the information that you've already had in your mind but my my folks they they didn't see any movies like that so they didn't know anything about the um, you know, low intensity conflict, or, you know, movies like Sniper and Shooter, mm-hmm. and all that jazz. um Because we don't know now that, you know, what happens in Afghanistan on some level, you know, these are the kind of houses that you have and these are the kind of, you know, hideouts, you know, yeah. so this is what, you know, very, uh, it's, there's generalization, obviously, in stereotypical sense. Yeah. But there is some true, truth to, you know, there's a bit bit of truth truth everywhere. So you can sort of, you know, make sense, okay, huh? You're over my parents couldn't but uh, uh, after the operation was done and then they then my um so the chief called to congr- congratulate congratulate uh, a unit and then my ceo and the brigade ones they called everywhere i was actually this, that was the first time after eight months that i'd been able to go to home mm. and then um, but in the, since the chief was coming my ceo actually sent an airplane right, to get me, he flew, he flew me to, um, yeah, you know, the Snawad airport, and then from then on, uh, we got onto a chopper and um, went to that ridge that we'd cleared earlier. Um, so, yeah, then they realized, all right, oh, what's going on? You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, maybe you have done something, you know.
0: But also, I meant, I meant also in terms of like, uh, stress level, like, concern levels. Was that like, yeah, I, in your communication with your parents, were they like, just there stressed. was no communication so no That's news
2: all. Was, was good news That's all. so we didn't have phones and stuff we, there, there was this vptcl service or Vtech, i don't know there was we, we had those huawei sets in okay um, there was this other brand as well it's just it's still impressionable we, we would uh, i remember because uh, after we'd cleared the posts and stuff we i was an officer so i had a, a uh, you know a phone set Mm-hmm. And we would get internet signals from like one in the morning to like three in the morning. They were very like very slow, you know. Back mm-hmm. in the you know early two thousand days, your dial up connection, that kind mm-hmm. of internet, even worse than that, to be honest. But that was the only entertainment. I remember <laughs> when um, so we had the first six months, we had one laptop with us, right, and it had this one song you know, Bruno, Bruno Mars grenade.
0: Wow, ironic.
2: <laughs> that one, that one song, and we had this one song. And, you know, there was a couple of officers there who were like, you know, it were not really, there wasn't much difference between us. Um, and we were just, you know, at night, uh, we, you know, just turn on a torch and uh, listen to that song. That was and we hated that song, and then we loved it again. And <laughs> then we hated it again. And, you know, it's, it's, we just have mixed. Every time this song comes on, I'm, I'm, I'm back there. Like, yeah, I'm fully there. The yeah.
0: first time you go back after this, um, like you go back to like Karachi for a holiday, does everything uh, seem different? Because you're different. How do you mean? Like I, I don't understand. In terms of like, you know, there's like a regular life that somebody lives. Uh, you know, and you're with your family, with friends, whatever. Now you've had this crazy experience of combat and stuff, you know, shit getting real. Um, yeah. And, you know, nobody else you meet will be able to relate to what has happened. Right. And it's great that you did well. You know, hopefully losses were as minimal as possible. But now you're back and like you see people. Is that, Do you is that contrast more noticeable to you at that point,
2: or ever? Yeah, at that point, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Obviously, when when you when it's really fresh in your memory, and it's still sometimes, I have to I had to actually unlearn that Mm. that I need to. I would actually you know see everyone through just one scope, and they were like, okay, this person, you know, he doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about because he hasn't been in that situation. Mm. I was actually like that that one. Then I, I. actually actively unlearn and that because I was I, I realized that I'm just pushing pushing people away like that and I'm not learning anything new at all and right. everyone has so much as to offer and just because I've had this experience doesn't mean that people haven't had you know more important uh if not uh, you know experiences in their lives mm. and there's just so much to learn uh it's sort of like I guess I don't know Maybe I'm just blaming blaming men, all men uh, for that. But it's it, it it's sort of, it's a it's in the nature of man, I mm. guess. But, you know, when you accomplish something, you sort of feel like, okay, you know, I'm all the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, 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 uh, <laughs> Right. yeah, right. I, I I'm really glad that I actually came out of it much, much quicker than, you know, than what I see other people. Um, yeah. Yeah in similar similar sort of situations Mm -hmm. and now I, I actually hate that like I hate I actually hate being in that position or you know seeing other people other other soldiers other officers um who do that um to other people because mm. that's that's how you lose lose all the connection that's how yeah. now you know like maybe f- five years ago i probably wouldn't like well, you know who's this guy but now um uh, now you know i've, I've realized he, this is this great guy and he's doing all that he's actually you know taking all this um you know in a very raw way he's uh, to the masses he's you know
0: mm. sharing all mm-hmm. his story. <laughs> Uh I will accept all all compliments. <laughs> what happens no, yeah. Um what happens after then? Uh you spent two, two and a half years in that Fata region. You mentioned you've been to Siachin as well. So yeah. uh you come back to Karachi, Operation Hogya, you get the you know chief, whatever, incident. Hota, sab kuch hota What's next?
2: Uh, yeah, so two and a half years I spent in Fata and then we came back and we spent uh, some time, some more time in, uh, I think in Siakot it was,
3: okay. and
2: that was the highlight, sort of highlight period when that, yeah. that's when uh, elections were going on and, you know, and we were really close to Lahore. So we had uh, some good times for just right. six months, right? Uh, you know, and uh, <laughs> and after so after six months, we, uh, yeah, we had just had to back up and go to Siachen where we stayed for another two and a half years. Um israel and I stayed all of that time in and and believe you me i've I thought that you know after fatah that that's the that's the end that's nothing is going to get worse yeah than this, but when I went to Sain, I was like fucking hell man, it was just it was horrible it's that's <laughs> the that's the epitome of you know misery, yeah fucking I don't know why we have and <laughs> Indians have soldiers over there. It just doesn't make any sense. There's no logic. It's just, people are just dying for no reason. Hmm. There. And it's just horrible.
0: What, what's it's, the, it's horrible I think place. a lot it's of very very in Pakistan, mein. um, hmm. you know, we know that our young and stuff like that, and it's in the mountains and it's a glacier, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of like small things that just living in that space, apart from even the conflict thing, that people yeah. just can't imagine. So, would you mind like describing Odhar ki situation kya thi?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, no problems. Uh, uh, basically, uh, I don't know if you know, like so back in the eighties, uh, Indian Army came all the way to Skardu, and then mm-hmm. we had to, uh, you know, make our soldiers run from Lahore and Lahore ki sardi ki pullover mein siachin mein aake kehte, you know where temperature goes down to negative 70, where I was, it was negative 70. Yeah, bro, wow. it's just horrible it's horrible like it's you know k2 is right there um, we have a post we have a post say i'm not gonna name the post we have a post sure. uh, which is a very famous post huh. and uh it's it's the closest one to uh k2 as well it's in one of the sectors in siachen i wasn't in in that sector but i was the sector where i was it, i could see exactly where but I, it was really close by and uh twenty two thousand feet i was posted it was just. Uh, I think uh, it's thirteen thousand feet or twelve thousand. Where uh, after which there's no vegetation, right? And right. Then yeah, no, yeah. Like, the tree there's no birds. Ends. There's nothing. Mm. Then the tree line ends, and then after some, uh, after you climb a little further up, and, and then you lose the sight of birds or you, and eagles, and, and as well, there's no over yeah. there where we are. There's no other, you know, living thing.
0: You are the only living Human being. <laughs> we are the
2: only people. Yeah and it's it's just it's 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 so depressing man like we get food like we get uh, meat uh, um, uh, as well over there it just gets burned within a week it just sort of shrinks and oh like free burn. This weird shape uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and and it's just tastes horrible as well you can't have meat over there plus your hemoglobin and your you know uh, white blood still count it, uh shoots through the roof because you know your body's trying to because there's uh, the air is thin and there's less oxygen right right so your body tries to make up by making more um you know endrophils and, and neutrophils and you know the white blood cells so that okay. you know it's able to uh get more oxygen from the environment basically so it, that's how it, your body tries to make up for uh, the lack of oxygen over there. It's, and you everything is just you know, your heart is beating faster than usual imagine for like six months because you can't move even though you're just lying down it's just you can't go and take a shit shit normally over there it's you have to sometimes you it's and this is a just real real shit that needs to be talked uh-huh. about there's yeah, yeah. problems that you you know people don't go they're not able to go to the bathroom just to the toilet just for a week you know because uh there's a blizzard going on
0: oh shit! A
2: like yeah yeah so you have to and there's so many like soldiers. at that point so, like
0: the conflict aspect is like not even the biggest oh,
2: problem no, <laughs> oh not at all man and and even for those soldiers as well they when there's so there's a period called the no move period right and um uh, so we we just have uh, radio communication and the, the indians have radio communication from their headquarters and um yeah and but there's no like physical communication so there are no parties like uh, parties of uh comprising of men uh going to a headquarters or right know, parties coming from the headquarters to the post uh so the dumping gets done um in the other period so the in the move period where you're you're able to move so they dump all the um, all the russian and uh all the oh like uh, the know, supplies right yeah so all the supplies and uh, for for let's say four or five months and then and the rest of the seven eight months there's you're not able to move and uh, therefore you obviously use um, the russian so in the no move period so there, there are a lot of posts in in that region where the indian post is just like 300 meters away
0: right
2: right so you you see them and they see you and when there's no move they they would you know ask for cigarettes and stuff or dal or, or whatever you know yeah
0: because at, uh, like at that point you're just like people
2: at that point you you just need to survive man and yeah. you just need to you know it's just about you know going through that day
0: at
3: one mm. point
2: in time one day in mm. time uh, yeah, so we just—I don't understand why we need to. Obviously, there's there there are problems with the you know uh, all the, the rivers and stuff. Yeah, India, the water problems and stuff. But still, like this shit needs to get get resolved. Everything else, I understand. There's some <laughs> maybe maybe there's an iota of yeah you you know logic you can find. All right, you know LOC LOC and you know the West yeah. and stuff. I'm a I'm now a pacifist, by the way. Like, okay. believe it or not. Um, I just, I don't like war, I don't want to perform war at all. I've, I've, I'm just, I think this dialogue is everything. Was that different to who you ways. were at the time? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was a different person back then. And I needed to be that person in order to sure. survive. Yeah, I, I would probably still go in that mode if given in, in, in the right circumstance. But now uh, this is my reality. And uh, I just, I don't, I don't see any point in bloodshed. Obviously, you have to be able to defend yourself when it's entrusted upon you and, and you know, it's shoved yeah. in you. But like... N- but not best to never get to there. N- n- yeah, exactly. And, you know, and avoid it as much as you can, which I think with the, is our strategy as a country at this point in time. And I'm, I'm glad that it yeah. is. Yeah. And more often than not, it, it's been that way for a very long time now. Maybe not during the sixties and stuff, but uh, but now uh, you know it's, Whoa. it's the new world order. How long do you stay in searching? About no, two and a half, three years almost. Right. Yeah, because oh yeah, so that's one of the uh, benefits of being in the infantry as well. So every other officer, they from the other arms, they come for like six months, and okay. then they go, then they just you know uh of us all that time, you know, stay in one of the posts, and then just, they just leave, whereas infantry officers, they, the whole battalion actually moves there, and you know uh, you we're all there. There.
0: Huh.
2: you're all there. we are all there for all that time. is
0: the weather? <laughs> is the weather better in the summer? Like, is it less horrible? Yeah, maybe but barely,
2: yeah, it's just it's just crazy, obviously, yeah, it's the temperature drops uh, sometimes, but you never know when a blizzard is going to come, um. You, you, you sometimes you get get the sun uh, but then again there's every time you go out you put yourself at risk of mm. you know getting a cerebral edema or a pulmonary edema
0: right.
2: um, or there. you know water gets filled into your lungs or right. in your brain just because it's so fucking cold over there just because just exposing your body over there and not uh, maybe wearing the cap in uh, a you know uh, wrong fashion, or not being you know taking out a cigarette just to light up a cigarette, and you take your glove out for a right. little while, and you find that it's fine, but then suddenly you you know you get the stinging feeling, and then you your hands. Yeah. By the time you put your gloves back, it's already you know it started you know doing its magic on yeah. you. And yeah, two yeah, days yeah. later, you you see your fingers are getting black, mm. and then you have to be evacuated.
0: And, you, and you, I'm assuming you saw that happening
2: left, right? Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the times. Mm. And, and um, yeah, there were landslides as well. So the landslides were one of the biggest problems um, over there. Uh, just exposure to cold and landslides.
0: Was there the landslide. Was there like at that two and a half period of time, was there any serious, uh, you know, interactions
2: combat at that period? Yeah, you, you know, the weather was enough of a problem. No, no. So there was no, we didn't, to be honest, we didn't get any uh, operation. We didn't okay. operational mode over there. Yeah, it was ceasefire mm. all that period that we were there. Yeah. So it wasn't that much of a problem, but like I said, it was, I found it much worse than being in the operational area where I can, there was no fire. It was just mentally really challenging over there. Mm. <clears throat> because you're alone. Right. And it's no matter how hard hard you try it, there is this, this gap with the you know the your men and yourself because how there there is a, a very like distinct difference in um in uh, you know like the, the kind of stuff that you would talk about probably right in, in, life experience in, in, what the, so would talk about life experience it's just, yeah. it's just yeah you can uh you can have shared experience to an extent but after some time you'll be like okay no i need to like you know be able to move forward but you don't and that's really frustrating like you know sometimes you can uh, be when you're in different social situations you can be like okay you know in a couple of hours i'll, be, I'll go back and do whatever the fuck i, I was doing right. Before. right but now you're just stuck there for eight nine months <laughs> all right you gotta adapt man
0: right so is yeah. this after it's after this is this when you go back to you mentioned you went to islamabad and then you twitter where you were like you know you tweet out something about the experience or that something. Was,
2: uh, yeah, uh, no, that actually happened, um, I don't remember when, When uh, that was, yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah, that was after after the, after the Siachen. Yeah, that was when I actually went, so after Siachen, I decided, like, this is all right, this is not working out for me, mm. because it's just crazy. Like, I had been in the Western-Eastern borders, and that was all the army was about. And I'd, I needed something, I needed to be able to move forward mentally, like, and I needed some a, a mental challenge, and I, I didn't really find, it was all physical, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, just, it, it was just me, to be honest. It was, it was, I just needed to get out of that environment. Right. And then I tried really hard and it was really difficult for me to get out of the army, but at the end of the day, they, yeah. How do
0: you leave? Can you just like, say, No, no, ja
2: nah. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Right. Actually, I, they actually accepted my resignation on the fourth try and and that trial like, actually I I go went to the GHQ and I actually spoke to the general who was you know and, and I told him please I just you know you need to hear my story and this is what I've been through and this is like I I don't even know why I need to tell you this but we should just accept my resignation anyway like hello you know yeah, yeah. but but if, you know but but I told him anyway that you know I this I just it's just not working out my heart's not in it anymore and I feel that it's going to be, um, it's not going to be fair on the profession or on me. So that I'm not, that up till this point in time, I've done everything uh, the army asked me to do, and and much more. And that's mm. why I have this gallantry award as well, and all these letters of commendations and all that stuff. But now that I actually need to, because my mentally, it's, it's it was just I, I couldn't wear it anymore at that time. It's just maybe it's uh, I'm, I'm a really sensitive person by nature as well. As I feel a mm-hmm. lot like i i absorb a lot i think i i feel but and sometimes you need to be able to shut that as well so even though i did very well in the army i was i would still take back a lot with me um, back home and i would think and ponder over it you know when i when i would be alone Siachen actually Siachin was the time when i actually uh, there was nothing else to do and uh, except thinking right like, read a lot of books over there. I read the I read the I read what do I do? Like, there's nothing right. else to do, Right. So, you know, and uh, yeah. So you just it's sometimes you go to a dark place, you know, mm. and
0: uh, Do you think it was searching that really uh, cemented your decision? Like, yeah, this is not yeah, for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah it was searching. It was not the operational area. Mm. I had a good time. I made some really good friends over there. Uh, in um, in the FATA beautiful people. It's just sad that you know what it went through, and uh, thank God that you know the army actually came in, and now it's it's much much better. I and mean, you couldn't mm. imagine going to Farah before but mm. when we were there, mm. and now like there people have businesses over there, and you know they have truck companies, and everything is just now back to normal, right? Which is which, which is a great great achievement because you couldn't imagine doing that uh, back in you know. At that point in time. But now you can, which is amazing.
0: Um, it's weird. We'll come to this, but then you leave TK in 2015 is when
2: you finally uh, 2016. 2016, okay. towards the end of 2016. So I almost spent like 10 years in the army. Okay. Including okay. the training. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. What happens then? You come home. Um oh, yeah. where is your so, life?
2: After after leaving the army?
0: Yeah, like where is your life like going? So after What's leaving the, the army.
2: Yeah. yeah. After leaving the army, uh, I was like, so we wanted. I was like, I just need to, you know, go out of this place and start anew, where I don't know any people. I just, okay. I just wanted to, you know, not be. I wasn't in a, uh, uh, in sort of that position mentally, where I would want familiar faces. I just wanted to Acha. be away. And then, so me and my wife decided to move to basically Australia, where we had, had you been gone, married at
0: that point? That already. Knew. Yeah, I was. Yeah.
2: Okay. I was. So I actually got married pretty young. I was 22. I was in uh, I was in um, Fara at that time when you wow. I, I was like, "Oh, this is it." I don't know whether <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm gonna make it back out alive or not. Yeah. So you know, let's just do this. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. Okay. So okay. we yeah we decided to just come to Australia and now here we are.
0: Mm. And and so then that's like a big change for you then. Like it's oh, not absolutely. just okay You come from like the army to regular life, you're like, you move all the way out to
2: like a different yeah, culture,
0: but, different everything.
2: I think that's sort of, that's how it's been all through my life. Okay, know? When, when I went to graduate school, and it was completely different. And then I went to Aachen, it was like a different world. And then you went and go back, go to PMA, it's gonna be different. And, mm. and, and then, the, uh, you know, uh, war in Fata and Siachen, <laughs> and now here we are this is this is like easy this is easy stuff sure like...
3: mm-hmm.
0: I can <laughs> imagine. you mentioned also um when we were talking instagram pay uh you mentioned K, you know there's stuff that people like obviously now with the western we valley angle cave you know their soldiers they went there war terror, mission whatever but now lots of people are coming back and the stories of how they integrate into society and successfully, mm-hmm. unsuccessfully, things like PTSD, yeah. but Um, but that I don't think I've ever really heard that as a narrative in Pakistan. you know, there was like at least a straight 10-15-year period. Jaha at some point there was some shit going down. Up um, you know, things might get started again. Um, I don't know, maybe it's like talking about it seems like weakness, I I could very easily imagine that being the case or maybe there's just no understanding of this idea. um In as much detail as you're comfortable with was this like something you faced personally as well?
2: Yeah, um, I think on some level, because there's such an immense change in your uh, circumstance and in your surroundings. Mm. the stimulus that you are getting is so different than what you're used to. Mm. i don't I don't believe that anyone uh, you know is able, would be able to say that they weren't not affected by it right. whatever way they right. can be positive ways as well. Some people you know it's sort of i I always felt the kind of guy that I was uh, that I thought I was. That I would, that would be. That's my home. It's going to be my home territory, you know. And it's this is this is what I'm all all about, you know. And,
0: Where Australia?
2: Uh, no, no, in in the army in the army. Yeah. Okay, right, right, right. So that's- uh and but when I actually went there and I saw all that misery, I was like I was completely I was had a completely different view of what was going on in the the world. And you know, that it came to a point that I actually started empathizing with with the terrorists as well who were who were captured. And I was like, yeah. oh, man, you know, this is where this guy is coming from, you know. And I, that was really important for me to understand. And actually, because I would, I would question everything. When I, when I started off, I didn't question anything. I was just like, okay, now this, this is what we've been ordered to do. And uh, let's just do this. But when I went there and I, uh, they were obviously the, that area had civilians in it as well. They were, they were mixed with terrorists. So you had to be really careful. It's a very, very delicate sort of a situation mm. and, and to be able to you know, distinguish between a friend and a foe that time because you don't want to and you don't want that on your conscience to you know mistakenly you know hurt somebody who you know didn't deserve to be mm-hmm. hurt so and at the same time like if if you uh you know take some any leg city in your uh safety you can get killed
3: yeah you know you, yeah.
2: you put your guard down and then you get shot in the head it was a really so you had to give your wits about every time you, you couldn't like i would always sleep with a weapon i would sleep with my shoes on for two years straight like you know and um you always be there and i would always let from the front as well because if you don't you sure sure there's no way your men are going to stay with you if you don't lead from the front you know and we've experienced that like there they're going to be heaps of experience in everywhere not just in pakistan mm-hmm. you know and and there yeah. are all kinds of officers and all kinds of people are there and all the armies you'll get uh, stories of you know bravado and stories where you know cowardice as well yeah it's, it's everywhere
3: yeah I think
2: I think it's a so common and the reason why you it's not apparent uh, you know any mental sort of um, disorders um, in psychological disorders uh, in in our army it doesn't really get talked about much uh, there are it's a number of factors so one is obviously you said that you know it's not a, it's sort of a still uh, are in that um, you know sort of state that it's not something unmanly to talk about or you know they come from that background where it's not considered you know it comes from the family from the family sometimes as well uh, or it's considered a taboo that oh mm-hmm. you're this. Every, every time you talk about mental issues you're the Pugle. people start thinking yeah that, that's hey, so, the step yeah. so uh which is not the case like in australia i think everyone and i think everyone should go do uh, you know, as a psychologist, just to just sort of assess, just to, you know, sort of analyze yourself. Yeah. Well, it helps you a lot. So uh, a lot of the reasons, and, but one of the main reasons why I, I think, and, and because still statistically, uh, there should have been a lot of issues. Like There are no suicide cases right? because right. that's when... You know, that's when uh, it comes to it, it. becomes apparent if there are suicide cases that they, they don't get. You can't hide those. Yeah. Right? So you, you know so and if the suicide rate is high uh, high in an army, which obviously in the, the kind of situations um, that that they're in, it's, it's abnormally higher than the rest of the um, you know civilians. Uh, but if you compare the armies, the Pakistan Army's suicide rate is very very low. Mm. And and I was actually really intrigued by why this is because. Uh, because it affected me mentally as well i was sure sure that it 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 affects other people and obviously yeah. I, I have friends there and they spoke about it as well and it, it had affected them as well but why it, it did not it did not deteriorate in, in in a way for lack of a better word i guess um so just just my example would be i would every time i would take an option in the uh, like take an action in the operation layer when i was in the operation layer, i would really think about whether i'm doing you know that thing uh, four or five times whether I'm, whatever i'm doing is uh, right uh, you know is, is is this thing that i stand for or not and there were instances where you get or do, do some stuff and i flatly refused no all right and it just gives you all the more power to be honest when when you say no uh, in the army and then uh, when you're able to justify that as well and now when you know all this time has passed and you you and when you look back in retrospect you realize that oh thank fuck that i made that decision otherwise yeah you know, yeah i mean a different story and it, that person was giving you the order at that time and they're thankful that you know you said no to them at that point because it was a different you know, ball game uh going on in the past but and mm. now here we are mm. you know and um yeah so it's it's just the decisions that you have to take uh in the moment but also i think there was i think uh so the verb uh, one of the main reasons why is i think verb is uh, there was this uh, study done in um, in Brazil, I think. So yeah, so they had um, yeah, one one of the national birds, I think the cacao parrot or something. It was going extinct and they tried everything, uh, but it just didn't work. So they hired a guy from America and he came in and um, yeah, he basically, um, uh you know uh did a survey and they were like you have three months and you have to uh, you know save us. this is uh we cherish this bird and you have to you know mm. uh, bring about some changes where mm. we are able to basically save the bird. and he did a series of experiments and um, basically what he did was he brought people together and um, um in a way, that, that he ran campaigns of, "Oh, this is your national bird." Nobody even knew that it was their national bird. So it, they, he told them that, you know, this is this is what you spell. This is what Brazil stands for, and this is what uh, you know we are all about. He actually uh, was able to uh, print the photo of that bird in um, post uh, the postcards and you know on the post uh, the stamps. As well, and you know, so people actually really started associating themselves mm. with that purpose of that. Okay, this is you know what we who we are, and especially when you're comparing the American bald eagle versus you know that beautiful right, product, right. right? So you have that um, uh, sort of contrast as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what he found after the experiment was that basically that when you bring people together and give them a purpose and you know grow your people as well you are able to achieve things that weren't really possible before in the army, what we sell, so all the other armies, it's like, okay, you come here, you know, you, you, you must've heard like in movies, oh, I did two tours in Afghanistan yeah. or, uh, you know, four tours. It's not, we don't do tours. We just do like, we, we go into the army, we stay there, you know, in 30 years <laughs> and then we retire. <laughs> the reason is why, because it, the, the overarching, uh, theme of the army is army and this is our purpose basically and we the army a lucky army and that is the purpose that is basically i don't know whether it's right or wrong. But that's not for me to decide right uh, i have, i would have my you know my views on it but but this is the main main theme uh, uh, that brings everyone together and mm. and to be honest like it's beautiful in a way that you don't find. I have seen. I was in a like. I am from Shia background, right? And I'm I'm a Karachiite. Okay. My uh, my my fa- my family is from India with Iranian roots and all that. So I'm complete outsider, all right In the minority. But in a and I'm and I spend time in a in a Pathan unit. Mm. Like it is a Pathan unit, right?
3: Mm.
2: And. Everyone, it doesn't matter whether you are a Shia or a Sunni or a Punjabi or a Bhutan. people are praying in the same mosque. Somebody has, uh, you know, their hands open and somebody, oh, right. you know, is yeah. closed. It's nobody is, you know, give a fuck what you're mm. doing. It, mm. As long as you're wearing the same uniform. And that is beautiful. And because everyone has the same purpose. Everyone has the, you know, they know, okay, okay, this is what we stand for. Pakistan comes first before everything else. else and that's what unifies them i guess and and it's that nationalism plus that you, you know deen or islam right kind or of, you know, right. said it just sort of strengthens that and uh, like i am a muslim as well and i'm i'd like to think that i'm a religious person um, but not in probably if <laughs> not in a, a, a you know contemporary sort of yeah. way maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, but like I like to think like, and I like to become better as well. Um, and I think this is beautiful. This is the that it just brings everyone together with the Pakistan Army, especially when when you compare it to the rest of the Pakistan, where there's so many divides. And you know, there's a wheel within a wheel. You know, a good, you know, and you similarly in different, you know, in Kashmirism and Kashmiri Bhatt people just, you know, focus on the differences in Pakistan. This is what I've noticed everywhere, wherever I've gone in Pakistan, it's the same thing. Karachi, Lahore and Sanabadi, this is what we do, but in the army, uh, obviously, like you know, banter to chalta hai. But when it, when push comes to shove, people have got your back right. over there. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're from, how you look like, or whatever you do in your own private time.
0: Mm. But
2: till wearing the uniform,
0: there's
2: one purpose. Doing, there's just one purpose. And yeah. This is yeah, and it's and even yeah, everyone that I've uh, shared my experiences of her or heard their experiences. This Is the same thing that which has been a constant that okay, because you know we stand for Islam and you know there is no um, sort of we can't uh, sort of do uh, this there, injustice in the society and since we have the power to and we are uh, we are an army and we have a, you know a hierarchy so it's just, whatever we do is it's for God basically that's mm. under, under, uh, the underarching sort of um ish sort of <laughs> you know situation there. Hmm. this this I think is the main reason why we have such a uh, low suicide rate. Yeah. I mean it's, like, the like
0: suicide if the be like in in you know all over the world and societies everywhere. There's like you know there can be lots and lots of cases and causes and contributing yeah. factors, whatever. Um but in but obviously I in think... the... huh.
2: but I I think and like we I, I, it's a blessing like if, all the other blessing that pakistan has uh, you know that's why we are, <laughs> we are we still exist it's a blessing a blessing that we don't have any such issues in the army mm-hmm. but i think we are still han- not handling it uh, the right way uh, in the army i think there's a lack of uh, awareness in contemporary uh, uh, you know psychology basically what's going on in the, in the rest of the world and how we deal with um, yep. uh, our soldiers but at the same time, I think the reason why they, they don't let it to be that way is because we don't, there's no need to, at it's this not a pressing time. issue. Yeah, it's not, it's not a pressing issue. And, you know, you can uh, focus elsewhere. And I feel but also the there's probably
0: time- with like mental health issues, uh, uh, in providing information where there is ignorance, there's probably like also a fear, you know, if we introduce this concept who knows the case, you know, we tell it's good, you know, uh,
2: fear of the unknown, basically. Yeah. 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 You know, I think
0: also overly but was very, um, I was thinking of this when you were mentioning, you have to go through, you know, like clearing houses, for example, and civilians and combatants are hard to tell apart. Um, it's a similar story. Like what, you know, you hear from the Americans in Iraq or Afghanistan, but for them, there's like that added distance, yeah. You don't look like them, but you're going through yeah. a house and you're like, bro, ek you know, there's a risk of me injuring a civilian. Plus, we all are like the same type of general people. Exactly. We look the same. There's yeah. common cultures. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, not even that, to be honest. It's for for Americans, like most of their war would be like, you know, the, they'll have sniper and balls or a lot of sure. aerial power. Seldom would they uh, ever go... Uh, in an area, uh, in, you know, in the regular fashion in, in a conventional way with actually men, you know, dropping men, they, they show that in, in movies, but they don't okay. actually do it. Okay. Most of the, even they have unmanned plan, planes and stuff, they don't expose their uh, men like that at sure. all. Whereas we are the complete opposite. We actually do so. And so it's very raw and you have to make a decision in real time. All right. You have to keep your wits about what's going on. We no matter how hard you try uh, to let the civilians know that all right, we're going going to come over, and if you are there, you you need to leave because you know yeah. you're doing this aggression. But still, people are just set in their ways over there, and that's what you need to be cognizant of as well. That those people who uh, where the education level and everything is just you know obviously there's no education there. That's all they know. That valley is all they know. That you know uh, that woman uh, who's the eighty year old just you know um, smoking a hookah or whatever. Uh, you know, she doesn't know anything else. She doesn't. She doesn't even know she's in Pakistan, bro. Yeah, like she, she, th- she probably thinks she's in Afghanistan, and because she, they don't know Urdu. Um, a lot of people they don't know Urdu, so it's it's. So you have to be cognizant of that, and um, you 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 need to be aware. Otherwise, you can obviously you can end up taking an innocent life. Mm. It's a very it's a very tricky game. So you you just. Are you
0: um coming to like the extreme present? abhi afghanistan mein um you know we see that the taliban are like taking over a lot of territory like most of at like an extreme high rate of speed um i don't even know if these are like the same taliban that you might have encountered uh but but uh does that does that like does that feel like so are you surprised are they just like this is what they do I don't know why I'm asking this sort of question. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: know, not really, not really. I mean, if this was bound to happen, it was only a matter of when it was going to happen. All right. Obviously, uh, I mean, if we never learn learn from history, that's what you know the Soviet did, and here here we are. Yeah. And exactly, it was you know just a replay of what the U.S. did. Those people are like battle hardened. That's mm-hmm. all they know, right? Yeah. They don't give a shit. They don't. They don't have like air cons and you know, uh, comfortable cars and stuff. Some or anything else to lose. Uh, you know, they don't know that. They don't appreciate that sort of a lifestyle. They haven't seen it. They have nothing to lose. If his, history history is any lesson, then a lot of people. And it's not just the Soviets. A lot of people have tried over there. It's just. It's just not. Um, no matter how many, they would always fight among themselves. But whenever an external power comes into play, they always get together. And Mm. they always make a purpose too.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I think um, it really matters, like, uh, how much, uh, you know, how much thought you put into, because it's theoretically easy to like, win a war. You have like, extremely superior firepower. What do you do after that to make sure that you Know it's sustainable. I don't think the US did anywhere close to because, like, there's so many stories that come out that, like, just the lack of information available mm-hmm. or even looked at at the time, decisions and uh, like 20 years they were there, and uh, in like a, a couple of
2: weeks. In, in bookish terms, like how you win a war or a battle basically is if so you have two sides, right? Blue yeah. line and Foxland and yeah. um, one of them attacks the other. All right. And th- they had an objective. All right. So we need to clear this ridge X, Y, Z by this 1500 hours or whatever. All right. If they're able to achieve that. All right. So in bookish terms, they, they have won that battle. Yeah. Right. Similarly in war, um you will say all right this is our objective all right we need to uh for example uh go to like in, in an enemy country or whatever, if you're invading or if you're attacking so we need to you know <clears throat> get that supply route or maybe any objective we need to capture lahore and you know eat in lahore jim or whatever mm-hmm. and uh uh if you don't if you're not able to do that then you've lost the battle yeah and therefore the war as well so, this is what it's all about. So, what was American, the American objective over there when they basically um, moved? They were like, okay, this is a bunch of terrorists, Al Qaeda, and yeah. whatever. All right. And, um, and these people really need some democracy shoved down their throat because, um, you know. Sare and, yeah, and, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, now, we apparently, they I are going to be sulking. the And we're back to square appointed- one now they
0: appointed like zabardasti a government of like somebody who wasn't even like, from mm. there. Sure, he was Afghan, but Silai imposed yeah. like, uh, so, I don't know how much attention was given to like the local culture and the values and, you know, incorporating somebody, that into but, it. Would, uh, with, so,
2: you know, in in this world of profit and monetary gains, yeah, right, everything everything has become an industry now. All mm. right, armies have become industries. You know, like you see in sports, it's you know with you know what BCCI SCI is doing and then IPL and all these leagues, it's just they're just money making machines. So when when the objective is you know from you know uh, increasing your equity and you know we're talking about all the profits and stuff, when that's your objective,
0: yeah. that's the objective, yeah.
2: It's, it's, you, the, all the other things they get, you know, um, shoved down the rug.
0: Yeah, and... yeah. <repeats> <tries> uh, bhi, but, I think Ashraf Ghani was like a, not sure, but he was like a Halliburton uh, exec or something or a contact through that, which was like, you know, connected to Bush zamane ke the oil uh, people. <tos> mm-hmm. wo uske like he wasn't even like a politician. <tries> <tries> yeah. <traded> was our <president> yeah. Uh, so basically,
2: yeah. It wasn't their objective. So the betterment of the society and obviously they pro- portrayed it, um, you know, that way. But... but- Apparently, obviously, it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't the real uh, issue. Yeah. There it was something else. We probably will never know. But if you can do two plus two, you you will obviously you know, just follow the money trail. You'll find out what's mm. you know going on in the world everywhere. Mm. You know, it's about man is territorial by nature. So first, it's territory. Then you know, controlling the gains resources uh, that yeah. tre- resources, and then it's just about the money. Yeah. And then now, and then you can inflate it or you know deflate it or play however the fuck you want. Uh, and, you know, and if you have the media, you can just, you can make the right look wrong and the wrong look, right? Because obviously it's about the money that those, those people are taking money as well. Mm. And we as laymen, uh, because any information that we receive, we, we think, and we don't do our research and there's no credibility in the source. A layman just believes whatever it's being shown on, on the TV, right? Mm. You, you show... Uh, somebody that you know, a, a person with a beard, this kind of a look, or you know, if they're wearing a a, a rabbi cap or a or whatever, this kind of a person is you know bad news, and you need to stay away, stay away from that reason. Mm. So any anytime you're in a in a stressful situation, right, where uh, normally you would probably think twice about you know taking an aggressive action, you probably won't because already you know it's you've been conditioned uh, of your head, you've been yeah. conditioned,
0: uh. exactly
2: um so how do you feel <laughs> as a education
0: that you were saying and you know people have been primed and stuff uh what was your election view you were there and um ever since then you know social media you became aware of it or um in a much bigger way uh how do you have you had to deal with like non-army people's armchair analysis of army influence, good, bad in Pakistan, tarah ka scene, like does that come up? Because, you know, I mean I don't know anything, but from based off whatever I read two days ago mm-hmm. or three days ago. Um yeah. and I have no real exposure to it. Um, mm. but has that come up in like in your personal life? Also, you left Pakistan, so maybe you're, mm. you've escaped the worst of it. But yeah, yeah.
2: only all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like especially like we have like close to what like, two hundred million people in Pakistan, and mm. if. In- The Tom Dick and Harry, the keyword jihadist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all experts. And everyone is a defense analyst and a think tank uh, in Pakistan. So they have their say. And that's fine, man. Like, I mean, people have their opinion at the end of the day if you really believe in what you what you're doing. And if you think and 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 you can see the results of that as well uh, coming to fruition. You, you just because people, people, you know, I was when I was in PMA my platoon, one of the first thing that he said uh, in I've Fallen was, you know, opinions are like assholes and everybody has one. So it's there's something that that is really close to my heart. And before that, I, I would actually let a lot of people affect me, you know, mm-hmm. and you would take everything to, okay, you no, know, maybe this is like a personal attack on me. But then you re- realize that this person, wherever they're coming from, is a, a position of ignorance, and obviously this has no backing or uh, no knowledge whatsoever. It's, and you don't have time, the time to, you know, answer everyone. But yeah. sometimes, obviously, people when when people have influence in a society like ours, where you know, the media is, uh, you know, they'll portray whatever they want and, you know, wherever the funds are coming from, uh, its it becomes, I think it's a social responsibility of ours. And I feel that it's its my responsibility as well, that if somebody likes that in a position of influence, if they talk about like that, you need to mm. negate. That's this—that's that's probably the least that you can do that, you know, you come out and say, no, this is not the, you know, this is not what happened or this is not right. Um, mm. thats That's the least that you can do. Uh, but other than that if, like every other person uh, on Facebook <laughs> when they're like "Oh I'm, I mean, like, like, I mean there is like no truth whatsoever to that I have my reservations about the I mean there are a lot of bad things that happen and there are a lot of things that uh, I'm like okay no this needs to stop and i've tried in my own uh, capacity to change those things and uh, i feel that to some point i was actually able to do that with my men with people who were under my influence and my friends that i know in the army and because obviously we are we are evolving as, as a species as well it's only fair that the institi- institution gets in, uh, evolved, or you keep your traditions and stuff everything that's good but the world is moving ahead right this this is the era of um, modern warfare there are different different tactics going on. There's, you know, cyber warfare and there's uh, psychological ops and all that stuff. And, and that's true. Like, it, it, earlier, it used to sound like maybe a conspiracy theory. But now that when you see that, you know, you can move, uh, uh, you know, the polls in, in anyone's favor, and mm. you can just do anything with uh, with the power of media now. Our, our minds are being harvested now with companies like, you know, the big tech and um, the, your Facebook, the, the kind of ads that you see, everything is just conditioned and you you are the product basically. Mm. When when we're living in this sort of, a, uh, a you know, environment, I think anyone in their capacity, they should be able to, they should speak out whenever they see injustice and um, whenever they see any false information being, you know, spread about. Then people, most of the people, are, they can actually make you know make sense of things mm. as well do you feel yeah.
0: given your own but just to like flip that sort of argument a bit uh, given that you've spent so much time uh, in the army and you know even though you're not like a close-minded hyper patriot kind of person mm-hmm. do you feel that there is perhaps legitimate criticism of some things about the army uh That you perhaps were not aware of, and if shown to you, you will be able to you know readily accept it, or do you think it'll be like a yeah like a blind I spot
2: that, for you a bit? No, not really. I feel like uh, I'm, I try to be very objective and, okay. and biased in the things, but at the same time, uh, there are things that you know, and I think about those things a lot. But then I'm like, okay, no, I have actually personally experienced that. So I have whatever I think and say has to have some sort of authority at least. And that other person who uh, you know uh, whatever uh, they said was okay, I'll I'll do my own um, you know research and I'll tell you. But then when I tell you, you don't have the experience and I have the experience. So when when we are having an argument or a debate or whatever, at least you know try to uh, you know walk a mile in my shoe uh so no there there are some like what i don't know specify like give me no i have
0: i'm just asking like generally because obviously you know you've had your set of experiences and you've seen uh everything that you have seen so obviously there can be no denying that because it's fact Mm -hmm. you know as it's been your life yeah but given given the nature and you know there's also a lot of like psychological and emotional like um like you mentioned, the conditioning, you know, we're mm-hmm. like, there's one army, one purpose, Pakistan, mm-hmm. ki defa, whatever, whatever. that's in your mindset, and everyone's mindset, but everybody mm-hmm. in the army does not necessarily have to be playing by the same rules. So both mm-hmm. things might be true, where you're like, you know, I didn't see anybody taking things for, I'm, I'm just making up an example now. But there could be multiple experiences. Uh, of people where I think you talked about this matlab, jo log army short, they're like best and, you know like if you weren't in the army you don't know shit and that mm-hmm. might be true for a certain no, jo log army, army short, it,
2: not, huh, absolutely okay this is actually a, a, a really good point yeah there is one thing that I find really unnerving uh, like in and it's not the army as an institution it's it's just individuals in the army. It's, it's just sometimes when and you know it's it's sort of like a uh, you know wavelength. Um, we, mm. it's, it has its crests and it has its um, it falls in the relationship mm. between mm-hmm. the Pakistan Army and the and the people of Pakistan. Right, whenever you do something good, you're like, oh, salaam aagya, force badi fit hai. anything controversial happens, and like, oh, no, no, force, so this i feel like we can close that gap the army can actually close that gap if we uh, expose actually expose a life of a soldier or you know a, a, your everyday soldier to the people i think this is now the yeah. time because, yeah. because there's, there's this big really big gap between the civilian and the pakistan and and because because of the Things like you know, the, the the unity and everything which is required in the army, especially when you're in the battlefield, it, it has its or on the flip side, it has its uh, you know, um, uh, negative uh, effects as well. Like you know, being all right, I'm all that, or you know, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what a soldier does, right? Like it's right. that's yeah, because it, it, for them, it's it, it's a matter of pride, which is which is good, but like when as you move up the ranks and as this sort of uh sometimes it can be cancerous as well and as as it spreads that's how you think about other people uh when you grow you know in the ranks you think okay i know everything but the other person doesn't know so there's lack of collaboration therefore mm. and when there's lack of collaboration distance and distances just grow in uh, the divide sort of mm. becomes stronger and stronger how does
0: the army is there like <laughs> um <coughs> this is Sorry, this is a completely now random trivia kind of um but sawal. is there is there like a lot of banter between the different types of armed forces, like army versus air force versus
2: navy? oh absolutely there? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Time, yeah okay okay, okay. that's from the from the military academy so we we have our sports team and uh, sometimes you know the naval officers come and yeah. um, we go to the Rasalpur academy and sometimes they come to Gakul all this stuff so it starts it's sort of healthy competition that starts right. uh, from there mm. and uh, it's always there you know we're uh, because especially when you're doing doing like a joint operation uh, like a forward air controller sort of a chorus or a or, or an ops area where mm. you know the air force comes in and softens up the target and then you go and so obviously you have to be in uh, gons mm. uh, with all the arms uh, all the other arms everyone that's involved
0: mm-hmm. so, Achha, yeah and- there's Another, my second uh, teenage boy question was: How different is how <laughs> how different is then the training that you went through, uh, and the experiences that you had in terms of operations to what like the perhaps the SSG would be doing?
2: Uh okay. So the operations. That's so. SSG was uh, the arm, basically. SSG was um, uh, it was just a division before. Now it's a core. The core of SSG. Uh, was the only war that they they were fighting, actually fighting while, uh, you know, there was no fights, the fights were going on. There was no battles going on. They were the only ones who were actually exposed to warfare. But now infantry is as well. So I would say okay, uh, the level of infantry in Pakistan has gone up by le- leaps and bounds because of all the experiences that we've had. Yeah. My unit alone has been in operational area thrice now. So that's just six years of active battle in, in that too low intensity conflict battle, yeah. we would never know. So you have to be prepared everywhere. So our is battle hardened um, a lot. So what was the question again? It was about- how does the how
0: does the SSG key training and then experience compare? Yeah, to like- but
2: yeah. So but these guys they go a lot to operational areas. They they go for a, for a short period of time and then they come back. But then they go more frequently than gotcha. infantry does right so uh, they would probably come in uh, and do a single operation for a couple of months then they'll go back to wherever they were before and um, then come back probably again in six months or eight months or maybe next year whereas uh, an infantry unit would come in uh, and they'll do their operations and they'll, they'll be there for a set period of time uh, for let's say two two and a half years and all the operations they'll do with or without the help of SSG or other arms right and then they'll go back, and then they'll spend uh, a consider a considerable amount of time in elsewhere, and then probably they'll come back uh, again to some different operational mm. area. That's mm. what's that's what's happening now. Um, I, I feel experience-wise, there is not much difference now, but training definitely. Those guys like their their training is very very difficult,
3: mm.
2: and uh, a lot a lot of people go through that. Um, one of my unit officers who actually got there are heaps of officers that i know that who are in the ssg but this one officer who actually was with me um when we got the gallantry award he was actually a die-hard ssg uh sort of a soldier like if mm. you look at him you'll be like okay so <laughs> <laughs> like you know very well built and um it's all about oh <laughs> <Achcha>. <laughs> The stupid, brave seed. Stupid, oh, brave, word. Gotcha. <laughs> like a jarhead complete. Right. You know, and, and amazing, amazing guy, amazing soul. And he's like, he's just, if you meet him, you'll be like, oh my God, like, I need to spend more time with this guy because of the positivity that emanates from him, mm. right? And and he, like, even after, now he's probably, he's a colonel now, right? And back when we were captains then, and he was my senior, obviously uh but like we have this amazing friendship and i just met him uh, six months back as well when i was in now and uh he did a lot of other operations even after i left the army uh, and he got even more awards um later on so you yeah. know that sort of stuff. and that he he couldn't um he broke his back in the final leg of ssg so they were about to be passed out next week and then he he got injured um, so he wasn't able to yeah he didn't get into ssg but in like he probably has more gallantry awards than a normal SSG person mm. would have. So he's achieved all that he wanted, which is good. So the, the SSG training is is it's different stuff. It's, it's my stuff. They go through a nine nine month course and they do a lot of crazy shit, man. <laughs> like I would never, I never even wanted, wanted to go into infantry. In, in um, is there
0: is there like some is there like the one crazy story that you tell people like? poor stories kind of thing that you're at liberty to say please again <laughs> no yeah, the Gandalf, um... <laughs> is there like that one or have is that the one that you already mentioned
2: no, there there are actually a lot of stories. I don't know. Sometimes, like you have to really think about what what you what you say, and, and when you're writing, you can actually you know gather your thoughts and yeah. and see. Uh, okay, maybe I, I can omit this detail, and I can omit that detail. But when you're speaking, you sort of it's just coming up from yeah. within you. Yeah. You're just. Uh, sort of uh, describing your experience uh, on the go so you i i, I feel really uh, uh, uncomfortable you know sharing that because sure. it, uh, you never know and because it's, it it is bound to happen when i share a story like that it is bound to happen and i can't do that because i'm bound by a secrecy law okay um, yeah. i was wondering um, could you but,
0: write could you write a book or something like you know people do in america absolutely
2: i have i i've actually started uh, working on it really one. yeah man uh, oh, great yeah. great but yeah, there is a long way to go now because it's only just started. It's only been six months now. Huh. Um, I, I felt like the, the, there are a lot of experiences there that need to be. Told. What's maybe, the maybe What's the process like? Away.
0: I mean, even if you write it, like usually, you know, you have to get like my only exposure is America. You have to get like the Pentagon to like go through it and say get Yeah, but you know, but, the, like...
2: but that's for nonfiction, right? But if you're writing like a right. oh, you're doing trade, fiction sort of yeah if you if you're actually, doing cash 22 sort of a thing so you yeah. can actually uh, you know uh, relay what you want to relay as well as well as say, you know so you know what say. i mean so um that's that's that that's the idea okay and let's see where that's great so. yeah,
0: yeah 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 um Right. So the weird question that we ask at the end of this, like so is there anything else that you want anything else important that you want to talk about?
2: I don't know, man. We, we what we agreed on an hour and now it's been like what it's been years? I
0: mean, bro, uh your story was your it's good. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um Thanks. Yeah, I was wondering Bhishma, should I ask him if he has like anything else to do? Because Like ask like, anything.
2: Ask anything. If I'm uncomfortable, I'll always obviously... No, no.
0: On. I was like, man, puchu, like, if you have something else to do in life. Because like, the talk is going on. And the But now we're like at two and a half.
2: Oh, no, no, no. no I, um, yeah. The, we'll quest, the
0: weird, stupid question that we always ask uh, that people often don't have an answer for. Do you have any gin stories?
2: Any jinn stories? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. Nothing that I experienced myself. All right. obviously it's, so this one time in siachen right and this is but it sort of i really felt that like you know it didn't occur the, the, i didn't ex- feel um, i didn't experience it on my own like mm. any gin or whatever but uh somebody else did um what happened was we were actually moving from uh, point a to point b in siachen uh one post to another and um in siachen you so if you start from the headquarter right it can take you uh, like go about 15-20 days just to reach where you want to go so you start in the morning then you walk all day or climb or whatever, or whatever you go to one checkpoint and then the next day the other one and then the other one so i was actually climbing down the headquarter and going to this check post right in, in the middle and we had um, about 10 apart, a party of uh, 10 people uh, soldiers and um, in the middle uh, uh a blizzard came and then we sort of got scattered uh, all around, but everyone knew they had maps and everyone knew where they were. So I just told everyone to, you know, just go to the, the uh, nearest checkpost. Right. So we reached over there. It was something about eight, nine at night around that sort of time. But uh, one uh, out, of, uh, out of the, you know, section strength, he was missing. All right. so we just waited for him. It was crazy blizzard going on. So he was a he was a sepoy, right? He after like two, three hours he came and he was like, Oh, there was you know, there was a really bad 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 blizzard going on. To hum hai, main, th- sariha, joye, uh, hai. I was like Hawaldar Asif toh, koi, like I don't know any Havaldar Asif in my company uh over there. But we were we also had artillery and um right. uh, other arms with us, which I and I wasn't really, you know, um acquainted with them. Yeah. So uh, Subedar from the artillery where I was there, from the artillery uh battalion, was like, oh, there was a Holdar Asif. Let's go describe like, can you describe Holdar Asif? And then, and then he described him and then he showed a picture. He was like, was this guy? And it was like, oh yeah, that was a guy. So that guy had actually, you know, passed away. What? Uh, a couple of months ago uh, in, in a landslide,
0: wow. just around,
2: around the same area. It was that, and that was that, like, we were in a big igloo over there, right? Where, where this all was happening in front of me. And I was the only officer there. So I was like, everything was happening in front of me. And oh, man, that was, what? <laughs> what wow. is going on? That was, that was a crazy story. That's the only one that I know of. And then there we've heard different stories of people being slapped on uh, duties and stuff. And eh? like, such. Agent, yeah. agent. Okay. <laughs> in so, if you're like, if you doze off, you get slapped across the face <laughs> by a spirit. I don't know, man. I have made it, I believe in everything. True. Right? Yeah. I start believing. I till the time proven otherwise. Uh-huh. I feel there's there's truths to every story. Yeah, maybe there's different forms of because we live in a metaphysical world, and there's like you know a lot can happen. For we didn't even know that uh, you know the world was a sphere. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the, the world is flat. But like where we've come, um, there is a risk.
0: Where... now, but there is a risk with like the level of comfort and knowledge that you get that you feel like itna hai hai. and yeah. you're like you know there's like there could be like it's it's we no, have a lot of
2: people. like. We only have five senses, right? Yeah. We, we are only, we are bound by a space and time. And I'm, I don't know what is going on behind me because my focus is on you. All right. And my, I'm, I can only use my senses like that. But you, the, you know, what psychology tells you is you are in a different state. When you're in sleeping, you're in a different world. There's a different yeah. uh, cognitive yeah. state, right? and then you you die and stuff and <laughs> and then you read in the Quran that you know people who, who get martyred who, they're actually getting risk from their lord mm, and mm. so and and there in different uh, monotheist religions you you have uh, you know a concept of the afterlife so they can't be all wrong. There, there has to be some sort of truth to it, right? So, and and then then there's science. There's you know Higgs boson particles and the, the yeah. string theory, yeah. and, and you know the particle behaves as a wave, and then it's not. It's there, and then it's not. Like, what is going on? So yeah. you can't. I, you can't. Like, I believe in everything. Say it. <laughs> you know, what it. I, mean? I
0: think. I think that's oh. valid. That's a good way to approach life. Um, a weirdly personal question mm-hmm. before we end. Uh. Given your experiences, obviously you live in Australia now. If your kids want to join the army mm-hmm. at this moment, what is like your gut reaction to that idea?
2: Yeah, let them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because, and not because, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, uh, no, what if it's like the I Australian army? Love. Love for my country. No. Okay. No. It's Pakistan army. Hai toh, Pakistan army. Hai, uh, you toh. understand. Because, okay. Yeah. But, because the, but the thing is, the, the way I'm raising my kids, I have a daughter. I don't have a son. Sure. But maybe, but you have ladies in the army as well. Yeah. It's, it's The same thing. If there is no purpose, my kid would not feel the same way anyway. The, the, the way that they're being raised you have to have a proper purpose and if you don't if you ha- don't have that purpose and if, even if there's a little bit of variance between the reality and morality and what you're actually doing and you know one of the reasons i actually lived, lived in the army was because like i told you i am I'm, I'm a pacifist now and i don't want to be in a situation like that before mm. unless it's entrusted upon me so uh yeah for uh, for discipline and to have life experiences because this is also a reality the my reality when i was spending time over there it was completely different while maybe you know my my friends were partying and you know in clubs and stuff i was actually you know in a, a bloody bunker or a, or an igloo mm. right? so that was my reality and now i realize that that's a lot of other people's reality as well in fatah and different countries now in yemen and syria and and so many countries in iran and in you know in palestine many aren't
0: it, even like
2: oh man it's crazy and the the amount of trauma that kids are going through these days it's just horrible so i made a point just to you know in help those sort of people in whatever capacity that you can you know maybe you know in a medically or you know financially or whatever and just not be associated uh, associated with violence Mm. in whatever way even if it's for the right because i think i've played my part and i've spent a lot of time in the army and I think the government recognizes as well, and it was then time to call it a day and maybe serve humanity uh, in a different way. In a different way, mm. yeah.
0: Okay, I think this has been great. Um, it's only been uh, three times as long as we decided, um, <laughs> but I think uh, there is there's a lot of value in this experience. Uh, I certainly got you know what I was looking for. And uh because this again, like you mentioned, this sort of perspective is very rarely talked about. Uh yeah. Pakistan me, yeah, yato yeah army me, everyone's like a super patriot fighting first, mm. Ya here chief of army stuff, and there's nobody mm. <laughs> in between. Um, yeah. so those are the only perspectives. I think it's great, man. Um, is there is there anything you want to plug before you go? Like, do you have like an Instagram you're working on or something? Or
2: Oh yeah, actually, I I do have an Instagram, and I uh, in my you know leisure time I do play some gigs. I have seen uh, videos, yes, a, I have seen uh, as well, and like that's something that I just do in my spare time. So if you can give me a shout, out that would be awesome. Did you
0: learn? Did you learn to play guitar uh, and sing? Like after the army, during you mentioned you uh, were in. Gymnastics. I I always
2: sort of yeah I was in uh, the drama society uh, in PMA, and uh, we did a lot of singing over there, uh, but like. Uh, I I I was always a singer, but like properly playing the guitar, I um uh, you know I, I learned it after over here in Australia. Okay, right. because I yeah. Do but people like in Australia? There are some videos. Do they I don't know you've seen that video? Uh, about uh uh, uh this me singing in Siachen uh, this. Uh, oh no, song. I haven't seen I've, that video. Have you seen that video? Sort of got viral uh, back in the day. I was in Siachen and we were singing this Bulisha Kakalam.
0: If you have it, uh, I'll add it to the episode. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. though I'll add it, definitely. It wasn't that great, man. Um also, do you have uh, uh do you have a picture of yourself like PMA ke time? Pe?
2: PMA ke time pe? Yeah. Yeah. uniform. Yeah yeah skinny
0: <laughs> skinny skinny, uh, skinny Walker.
2: I do man I do. Yeah, I'll, i think... I'll, I'll, I'll 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 flick you a couple of photos and yeah. you can decide whatever you want. I think
0: that'll uh, be great um do, do people have questions in australia oh pakistan I it some army what was it like the, have you ever yeah you know, australians curiosity? don't
2: give a fuck <laughs> right. they they just you know they're like we need to work from nine to five and right. that's it and then we're right. gonna fuck off to the pub right and, and just drink our asses off and that's yeah. it okay that's what okay. they do and then they're happy and they're like we don't want to get involved their government is obviously uh the government is uh, sort of uh you know um, they, they're polarized, obviously with America and whatever they stand for. But the people are like, we don't have anything to do with Americans or whatever. Right. It's a blessing, blessing that we are so far away. We don't even have the same seasons, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the rest yeah, of the world. So just Leave the fuck alone, you know. Alone. Uh I think, Robert, this has been great. Uh,
0: thank you for all your time. Um, like I'm bro. not sure. But I think you know we can do. If you ever want to come back. Talk about something else. Let me know. <laughs> no worries, um, man, yeah. We'll set something up. What a coincidence that, yep, so I don't know if Marianne date it, but Marianne still 14 August. It's
2: 14th. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I
0: actually thought about that. I was like, what? <laughs> no, that I was, don't know. Yeah. This will come out in like a few weeks, but they uh, can hear 14 August related. You see, we're lucky.
2: All right, man. Um, Zindabad.
0: People watching Pakistan Sanzindavad, TBR Pod, Mohalapur, the links below. Uh, I think this was great, and you know we'll try and do some more stuff.
2: Thank you, see you. Likewise, bro. Likewise. Likewise. Bye. Thanks Jai so much. Ready,
0: sir.
1: Oh, pad pad, ilm tefazal ho. Kade apne. ਜਵਨ ਮੰਨ ਧਰਮਸੀਤੀ ਤੇ In the pare nal ladya oh blessa asmani urdiyan phado ne